are streaming live. Welcome back to the Cock Die. Previously, last week, our heroes, after inquiring after a local thief, the investigators discovered a child trafficking ring for gathering sacrifices for a local cult led by Reverend Jacob Smith, who was holding sacrifices in the countryside. With a quick shot, Max was able to blow off the... The... Frame? What? Damn Good it. Job. Reverend. Good job. Yeah, Reverend's jaw. Thank you. Uh... And uh, made good uh, an even quicker escape for uh, they were out on the trail. The investigators were then uh, able to track down uh, Sticky Jack, the person that they were sent to find by their mobster boss and his associates um, by uh, by locating the greasy spoon who led our heroes to Jack's apartment. There, they were tested by a series of horrors brought to reality by the thief's curiosity in ancient relics. Uh, powerful relics. Upon finding his underlying, uh, uh, upon finding his undying, um, uh, yeah, upon finding his undying form in the bathroom, bleeding out all over the place, Max severed the dagger from the man's grasp with a shotgun blast, and absconded with the dagger and spell parchment, returning only the dagger to their boss, um, Mordecai, the Hammer Monary. Our investigators now find themselves hunted by a cult, seeking to recover from their previous adventures. They now find themselves leaving the Hammer's office and stepping out onto the street. Extra, extra, read all about it. Get your paper here. Extra. So yeah, you guys kind of leave and uh, all kind of spill out onto the street after just uh, completing your previous mission. Uh-oh, did we lose someone? Yeah, he'll probably come back. Yeah, no worries. So you guys, uh, yeah, you find yourself out on the street and uh, yeah, kind of pat yourselves down after your previous adventure. Let me get my coffee. My pizza's coming in, though. Pizza and coffee? Damn, man. Come on, get high. Yeah, so... I should probably stop drawing right now. Say again? I should probably stop drawing right now. I like to take notes. Uh, my doodles usually look like half drawings, half notes. So, you know, whatever whatever tips your canoe, son. I don't think I've heard that one before. Keeps you moving. So, um, you, uh, Finn are uh, out on the street and you're looking around and it's a pretty buzzly, uh, busy day. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of horses and people walking down the main thoroughfare. There's a horse shit sweeper who's mucking the, uh, the horse shit uh, in front of you guys. And then this uh, little newsboy comes up to you. He's like, hey, mister, you want to buy a paper? No, thank you. Oh, come on, check it out. There... Get it. I'll take one. Oh, thanks, mister. Here you go, 10 cents. They're they're oh, looking for cool. explorers. And there's some kind of expedition out to Peru. Really? Ooh. 
Why don't you do this? You look like an amazing um, sort of friend anymore. Oh, well, I'm still, you know, it's just a little newsboy. I'm only 12 years old, mister. Oh, I know, man. A lot of kids nowadays are really doing things. Making money, working at factories. Sir, are you going to pay for the paper? No, I wasn't. I'm joking. Here you go, 15 cents. Hey, thank you, sir. Wow, a nickel tip. Flip, flip. So you're going through the paper, and you do in fact see the article the boy mentioned. There is uh, an ad for a um, intrepid explorers uh, seeking for uh, people who are willing to uh, go down to Lima, and it reads as follows: Searching for ancient pyramid in Peru, explorer plans expedition to discover site of lost civilization. Lima, January twelfth. Explorer Augustus Larkins is planning on an expedition to the northern highlands of Peru, where he hopes to identify the site of a pyramid long forgotten by history. Following the discovery of a number of gold artifacts in the region, Larkins believes that he has found evidence that will lead him to their source. He is currently in Lima, planning the expedition, and is recruiting companions and possible backers. And you uh, see all that. There is a... uh, a, a place to contact the uh, paper for uh, more information on uh, on the expedition. Now that sounds like a good excitement. Change things up, not having to worry about a cult or anything. That's cool. Oh, you uh, as you're thinking that to yourself, everybody make a uh, perception check or a spot hidden check. Excuse me. Oh wait, wrong one, wrong one, wrong dice. Wrong dice. I need y'all to have your character stats up and let me know if you're uh, succeeding or failing at a hard check. So it's got to be under half of your spot hidden check. Damn it. I keep on rolling up. I passed. 22. Is that a pass or a failure for a hard check? we We got two failures. Uh, excuse me, I have one failure, one success, and, uh... Johnny, was that under half of your spot hidden? Which uh, character did you introduce me as? The version, the one I started as last time? Uh, Antiquarian. <sighs> I might be a thrifter, honestly. I think that's kind of fun to play. Ah, oh, but I'll just stay with my... So, Max, was that a uh, success? If uh, if it was lower than half your spot hidden, it was a success. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Half, half. All right, so... Uh, Johnny and Max, you both look up... Uh, Johnny, you look up from your paper, and you see a uh, Ford Model T going by. One of the newer models. It must be uh, 1922, right off the assembly line, and you look in the back... There's a guy looking at your group, and he has a very high collar, and he's glaring at you kind of intensely. <laughs> I look back, I stare back at him intensely with my eyes out, and show off my gun to, to warn them. It's kind of just a moment. It's it's a fleeting moment. There's only like oh. a second or two here. Oh, okay. But you all, you definitely see each other, meet eyes. Dude, hey, let's go meet this guy. He seems to want to have a nice conversation with us. 
Yeah, his car speeds off around the corner. You're not sure where it's going. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it's a car. Yeah, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Well, something to remember. Um, let's go check out this. Uh, let's uh, this uh, this uh, um, adventure, I guess. Find out if we can gain some money and learn some thing about this. All right, so you guys see that on the uh, newspaper there is information on how to contact the um, the people who put out the ad in the classifies, and it's going to be uh, you're going to have to go down to the newspaper agency and uh, make an inquiry like who put this ad in there, how can we contact them? Let's go check them out. Let's go. go let's uh, go to the newspaper people. <laughs> You guys say old cab and make your way on down. Was that Max? I tell you nothing. I didn't say anything, sir. Thought you were Johnny. What are the name of your characters? I forget. Max is me. Johnny is uh dad and Finn is the son. Me. Got it. Alright, I had you two switched. Alright, Johnny, what uh what were you trying to say there? Uh, wait, no, I got Sorry. All right, Max. I'm confused. What's happening? What? I'm good. Let's do this. Let's go. All right, you guys make your way into the newspaper, and at the front, there's a secretary there, and she's chewing her bubble gum and, you know, focused on her work. She's completely ignoring you. You guys walk into the lobby. Yep, yeah, walking to the lobby. Hello, ma'am, madam. Yes, sir. How can I help you? I take out the piece of the newspaper and I show her the ad for adventure. Like, yep, third floor. Go ahead, classifieds. Thank you. And we head up. You guys are hearing like furious typing through all the uh, building, and as you make your way up the stairs, you see a long hallway with a series of office doors, and uh, in the uh, down the hallway, you make your way down, and then on one of them, it says uh, you're seeing investigations, politics, uh, opinion, and then one of them is classifieds, and you make your way in there. And it is your typical journalist. Uh, it's you know, just a bunch of desks, people screaming at each other, and you walk in, and it's just a flurry of activity. Excellent. That's interesting. Hey, uh, does anybody know where I can talk about this? I point up the, the ad for... Adventure! Uh, a mousy little woman uh, walks up to you and snatches it out of your hand, looks at it, and she's like, follow me. Walks uh, you over to a desk, and there is a, a balding, fat, uh, just a really rotund gentleman, and he is uh, in the middle of smoking a cigar, and uh, he's got a glass of whiskey and a cigar in one hand. Mm. You got an extra glass of whiskey? Holds up a finger and uh, he picks up the phone as it rings. Ring! Pours you glass while he's on the phone. Damn it, Carver, I told you I needed the source by next Monday. If it's not here, I'm gonna have your head. And he slams the phone down. Ching! How can I help you? Alright, I'm answering an ad for a venture. Um, the, uh, going to Peru. What's Peru? Right, yeah, this is going to be a Lima expedition. You're the third person in here today. 
Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and see what I can do. We're, we're gonna. We got the. Uh, let's see. Uh, L. Lamis. Lar Larkins. Here it is. All right. We got the telegraph number here for you. Let's. Uh, Susie. Susie. Flags down like a, a nice tall blonde woman uh, sitting at a telegraph machine. She's like. Uh, yeah, how can I help you, Bill? I need you to run, uh, contact Larkins in Peru, Lima, tell them that we have, uh, oh, let's see, we have one, two, three. we have three people here that are interested in joining the expedition, uh, that's for any information that you'd like to relay. This goes back and forth for about a couple minutes, and you eventually receive back a telegram from this nice woman that reads as follows. Stop. Thank you for joining the expedition, Stop. Please join me in Lima. Stop. Have booked you room at my hotel. Mori. Stop. Meet 18th March at 7 p.m. at Bar Coronado. Jiren Ashkosh 202. Distribute de Lima Shop. Augustus Larkins. Signed. Take the, the, the paper too so we can keep a... Keep it, uh, and then I take a drink. It's like, uh, well, thank you, sir, for your time. You know, don't don't think of anything of it. But I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of other people, um, other explorers going on this, and I have to warn you that this particular area of Lima has got some bad reputation to it. Oh, what? I mean, detail, detail. Not not anything criminal. Uh, you got to understand, it's not anything criminal, or you you know, it is not something no, that. Right. Fine with the criminal's background. No, I don't want to uh, concern you with uh, the incorrect information. It's not political either. It's not like um, insurgents, rebels. The main problem here is uh, the local superstitions. They have, yeah. yeah, they have these stories of vampires and blood suckers and all these horrific demons coming out and trying to take your soul with your blood. <laughs> but oh, that's funny. Uh, like superstitious people. Okay, I understand. But you have to understand these. Uh, I wouldn't bring it up because I don't put much stock in these kind of things. But these have been around for hundreds of years, and I, I've been hearing rumors ever since I started here at the paper. This place is, is an odd spot. So, friendly tip. Good to know. Now I'll go to the local gun store and <laughs> get me some shotgun shells. <laughs> so you guys go ahead, with, armed with your newly acquired information about the telegram and the meetup place in Lima. You make your way out back onto the streets. Do any of you want to do any shopping besides... Um, Guns? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go buy me some liquor. And we're going to go buy some... I'm joking. We're not going to get any dynamite. We're not going to mess up... Degrow this, this uh, adventure. You sure? No more? Yeah, sure. Sure. I don't know. I mean, Finn has not been... This is an entirely different character. I don't see how that could be a problem. Can I have uh, some pity? Sure. sure. Fire survival. Well, we have to... Uh, we can't go throwing dynamite in places we're supposed to examine safely. So throw birds. But we can't take shotguns and just try not to die. <laughs> Alright, um, I'm gonna go get some, um, brandy, some liquor, go to the speaking easy. Is it speaking easy? Speak easy. Speak easy. Speak easy. Go to the local speak easy, check out if there's any rumors about this whole thing. 
any more stuff that would be useful information. What's your character's name, Max or Johnny? One more time. Max. Max. Max Jeffrey? Yes. All right, I got it. Thank you. So you go ahead and make your way towards the speakeasy, and uh, with your background as a criminal or a antiquitarian, criminal. you're criminal. Okay, thank you. I had you two switched. I got it. I got it correct now. Um, yeah, since you're a criminal, you make your way in there like a smooth criminal, and you have no problems. You pick up your supplies at a discount because you you know them. They're your buds. Excellent. Hey man, hey bartender, do you know anything about this whole? Uh... Peru thing, adventure. Well, only that there's been a lot of interest in it, man. You're you're the fifth person to ask me about it today. Oh, oh. tell me about the other um, other four people. Oh, you know, just your average go getters, young bucks ready to make a dime, see the world, see adventure. But I'll tell you, it's uh, I have seen this kind of scam a hundred times before. They lure you out there, and once you get trapped and out of money, they're your only lifeline. Well, that's why we bring some guns, just in case we need to make some more life Ah, uh, you're smart, man. Yeah, I tell you, you, you're going to make it a long way in this world. Arm yourself. Nothing can't be solved without enough bullets or dynamite. Unless you know where to get some dynamite. I am not sure. I have never... Out here in the city, it's not exactly an easy thing to come by. I mean, you got to have all sorts of permits, and then you got to deal with the city i mean it's just like it's even me a person who's trafficking boot liquor whiskey corn whiskey i'm not really willing to dis dip into that that side yeah, the other um speaking is a guy who is uh trafficking people you ever heard what happened to him jesus christ what yeah uh they were doing it for the cult system I was wondering if, he, if what happened to him, if he, he stopped doing his business or he kept on. Um, yeah. I did not hear about a cult that was uh, speakeasy that was providing a sacrificial victim to a cult. If I'd heard about that, I would not. I would tell the authorities about that immediately. Mm -hmm. All right. That's what you did, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, good. That puts me at ease. I never want to hear about a cult. Yes, man. Yeah, I could tell you stories. Oof, I can tell you stories. No, I don't. I don't want to hear those stories. I don't, they scare me. They keep me up at night. Give me nightmares. Uh... Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the discount and the stuff and the supplies. I leave a uh, five dollar tip for him as well. Gives you thank nod. You so go ahead and write down in your inventory your supplies. What did you pick up? I picked up. Wait a second. Where's my thingy? Is that it? Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Is it? Okay. Um, my supplies would be. So I bought um, brandy. Brandy. Mm. Three, three, three bottles. Three bottles of brandy. Four bottles of vodka. Four vodka. Uh, they always have the really uh, good uh, slug shotgun, just in case. Sounds uh, good. And the shells. I already had the gun. I just needed the shells. Uh, 
Um, five packs. Five packs? What does a five pack mean? Are we talking about five cases of uh, yeah. 25 shells? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Alright, and we got... We're definitely going to need a knife. Adventures, like a... Uh, oh, machete. There we go, machete. We got, we got a machete. Okay. Got to cut those br uh, branches up. And uh, a tent supply rations. Okay, tent. How many days of rations? Um, uh, we'll go for a week worth of rations. There's Weeks three worth of, us. of rations. All right. How easy is it to get a baseball bat? Very, very. Hey, this is uh, this is the heyday of baseball, man. Yeah. You should put some. Uh, uh, you should like put um, nails in that baseball bat too, if you're gonna get a baseball bat. Can I get a metal baseball bat? Hmm. Don't have that. I'm not sure if we have that actually <laughs> in this daytime age. Yeah. Metal is very. Um, they only have wood baseball bats. <laughs> Depresso. Like I said, nails. That's why we put nails in it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. You want anything else, Johnny? Or uh, Finn, Apply. Johnny, you want anything else? Uh, I'll, bring, I'll bring a knife, too, just in case. <laughs> it's to have an extra knife. Um, guys, if you have any idea what you want, let me know, because uh, we're putting down everything we bought at the Speak and Easy and store. Can I just get a baseball bat with spikes in it? All right, put it on your sheet. You have a baseball bat with nails in it. Um, John, did you need anything? Oh, let's see, Max. I'm getting a. I'm getting a. What? A back. A back what? Backpack. Do you need a backpack? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, and uh, I can't. What was it, that thing called? A lantern. There we go. With also need rope. Fuel. Oh yes, rope. Fuel. Lantern. Rope. Fuel for lantern. Yep, lantern. Lantern fuel. Uh, and fuel. Uh, oh yeah, rope. He said. Um. Okay, uh, this is like the last time we're gonna be in civilizations, guys. Well, this will be the last time to be in New York. Timothy. A what? I'm just assuming I left Timothy home. You're gonna stay home. I assume I left Timothy the vat. Ah, oh, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did you like to do with Timothy? Is he with you on your shoulder? Is he at home? Is he in a nice little like hamster cage that you built for him at home? He's at home. Relaxing, having a drink. Right in New York. Right at home. Beautiful. Wait, wait. We're not leaving the city? I thought we are heading to Peru. DM? Oh, yes, I I understand. You would like to hop on the boat? Uh, well, no, I was asking, asking if you replied. Uh, uh, anyways. Once, 
All right, you guys uh, looked like you're pretty much geared up. I got a long list of everything you got. Machetes, tents, rations, one-week lantern fuel. Anything else before you want to get hop on this boat? And keep in mind that you're heading from New York to Lima, which is actually the capital city of Peru. So you're not exactly leaving civilization. This is... Uh, this is, uh, you'll still have opportunity to supply before you go on the expedition. However, you have a contact to meet in South America. True that. All right, so if you got nothing else, and then, uh... Let's go. If our well, rats you know, companion... There might be a weird technical pulling our ship on the water, and then we have to, like, swim. Right, you oh, might get yeah. stranded, and you'd be all set. Mm-hmm. All right, man. This is gonna be fun, guys. We're gonna have fuel. We're gonna be fine. We'll be good out there, guys. We'll be good out there. We're I've got have... everything I need. We'll go hunting for some uh, cougars. Cougars? Oh yeah, some cougars. <coughs> some jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> so as the scene, as the camera cuts away from uh, Timothy in his luxury apartment in New York. Pretty much there's just a long Star Wars style cutscene of you guys traveling on a boat down to Peru. And I'm going to give you a lore dump, so uh, buckle in and uh, chill, for minute, chill for a minute here. Peru, located on the west coast of South Africa, Peru, officially the Republic of Peru, is the third largest country in the subcontinent. Home to just under 5 million people, its northern point touches the Ecuador and its landmass of around 500,000 square miles, or 1.25 million square kilometers, in widely varied and terrain and climate. The arid coast gives way to inland uh, gives way inland to warm wet lowlands including the Amazon basin as well as the Andes mountains and their associated highlands civilization in what is now is peru dates back to at least 2500 bce the wide variety of pre-columbian civilizations largely gave way to the incan empire in the 14th century which then ruled over most of peru the empire proved short-lived however the first spaniards arrived in the 9, uh, 1528 followed by the conquistadors led by Francisco Pizarro in 1532. Pizarro founded the city of Lima in 1535, where he was later assassinated in 1542. The Incan Empire finally fell in 1572 when Francisco de Toledo executed the last reigning Inca, Tupac Amaru, the Tupac vice... Uh, there's an umlaut over the U. Tupac Amaru. The Viceroyalty of Peru was created. The Viceroyalty lasted until the early 1820s when the general Jose de San Martin invaded with, his, uh, with an army of soldiers. Flip page. From Argentina and Chile. This marked the beginning of a series of battles and declarations of independence that finally ended in 1824. There has been some political volatility in the intervening years, but in the 1920, uh, in 1921st, the country, damn, sorry, by 1921, the country is largely stable and prosperous. The population of Peru is made up of a wide range of ethnicities. Around 50% are Amerindian while the majority of remaining being mixed race, with white people making up around 15%. 
There are a large population of Chinese-Japanese immigrants in Lima, with many of them having been brought up over the buildings, over to build the railways, or mine guano. The majority of Peruvians speak Spanish, although there is a large number of linguistic groups who speak aboriginal languages, such as Quechua, Aymara, English is not widely spoken, particularly outside of the cities. Investigate, uh, and that's what you got about Lima. I am. Well, that's uh, Peru in general. Specifically, the city you're headed to, as you step off the boat, you see, uh, and you know, uh, uh, you're the destination you're arriving. After years of decline and hardship, Lima of the 1920s is a city in the process of economic recovery and rapid expansion. The population is currently over 200,000 and growing fast. Sanitization conditions have recently been modernized and visitors can expect to find all the amenities of any large western city. The city lies on a bay and straddles both banks of the river Rymek. The bay is also home to the neighboring city of Caleo, although recent expansion makes it hard to tell where one city ends and the other begins. Between being an international port and its status as capital, Lima sees a lot of international visitors. And the investi- um, and yeah, you guys can expect to see uh, a more diverse group in here in the capital. It's going to be uh, people from all over. Go to let's go get a drink, guys. Find a hotel. Oh, actually, let's go to the hotel, and then we'll go get a place by in there. So you were instructed to uh, meet your uh, meet your host, Larkin Augustus Larkins, at the bar. So you guys have arrived a few days early. I'd say about two days early, uh, March sixteenth. You got your boat hogo heads and lands. And, yeah, you guys uh, know that the uh, hotel that they're staying at is the Hotel Espana. Um, let's go to the Hotel Espana. I'm down. So you guys all hop off the boat, smell that fresh breeze, and make your way over to the Hotel Espana. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, smell that fresh breeze, and you're in check. <laughs> you look around, nothing out of the ordinary. It's just a normal harbor, and uh, you see a lot of trade, a lot of people loading. There's a bit of an open bazaar, a market, but you guys see, like, uh, the direct thoroughfare, and there's you're pretty impressed. Uh, you know, you weren't expecting to see this much civilization when you arrived here and you look through the entire city and it looks nice. There's all these bright, vibrant colors. The buildings are pretty and there's a very modern electric uh, tram system throughout the city. So you guys see it and uh, you hop on the first available electric tram that takes you down the main thoroughfare. Is there anybody on the tram with us? Yeah, it's about half full. Uh, well, I'm gonna talk to uh, next uh, anybody who's like a street urchin or something like that, someone who knows the the surroundings and the rumors and so forth. Yeah, there's like um, there's a like a not a bellhop, but a somewhat of a conductor on the uh, on the tram that's giving you guys uh, your group to look over, making sure you're all right. Hello, sir. See, qué puedo ayudar? Do you have any? Do you speak any English? Yes, sir. Of course. How can I help? 
right, excellent. Um, do you know anything about the uh, the company that's looking into the ruins? No, I'm sorry, I haven't heard anything about that, sir. Is there any strange happenings around here? No. I mean, not more so than any uh, capital city, I suppose. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't hear some of the scandal involving uh, a couple of the the couples here. So it's, it's just really, if you pick up any, uh, it's uh, something right out of a telenovela. Oh, well, well, do tell, do tell. And I take out a $1 bill and hand it to him. Oh, well, thank you, sir. He looks left, look right, make sure no one sees. You have to understand that this was uh, not commonly understood about everyone, but the mayor, the mayor had been absconding on his wife with uh, the local, uh, one of the local officials. And what that, no, what the mayor didn't know is that his wife was actually hooking up with the banker. So the entire banking community was running a train on his wife. It was disgusting. It's some kind of like r ritual thing. They're all dressing up in masks. I'm not sure what, what it's all about. Really? Yeah, the, the, the banking interesting? Yeah, you gotta uh, under, you gotta understand the money people in this city. They have these weird tastes where they all like to wife swap. Do you know where these parties are at? Well, I mean, I've only heard vague rumors, but most of them are you know held at the uh, higher class hotels. Uh, oh. mm. And I, I take out fifty cents. Like here's uh for the interesting rumors. Uh. Thank you again. Uh, thank you. All right. So, are we there yet? <laughs> Did you have a particular destination in mind, sir? Where are you headed? Oh, I thought you. This is a tram. I'm heading to the. The um, well, damn it! What's that hotel called again? You're looking for the Bar Coronado, was what uh, the telegram had uh, asked you to meet. Yeah. Yeah, the parkour. He uh, raises an eyebrow at this. It's, um, yeah, uh, absolutely, sir. That's going to be right around the corner here. It's uh, not the nicest establishment, but yeah, it's, it's, it serves. It's uh, one of the more local, uh, it's somewhere I might go, but I wouldn't expect you uh, as a international traveler. It's just to business, business partners over there. We're not going to stay there. We're going to go to, what's the uh, hotel? <laughs> hotel Espana. Espana? That's the more hard to and oh no, that's the uh, hotel that uh, Augustus Larkins is staying at. The more high-end hotels are going to be closer to the waterfront that you are leaving behind. Oh, okay. Right. Thank you, thank you. That's fine. Oh, I'll head that way later. As you are uh, kind of completing that sentence, you guys come around the bend, and he slows the tram. Let you guys dispark, dispark. Ted, Ted, Thanks for the ride. Gives the tram like one of those old-timey jingles. And you guys are standing in front of the bar, the bar Coronado. You are to meet your uh, contact, Augustus uh, Larkins, here in two days. You also know... Um, that there are probably going to be at least uh, uh, some other prospective explorers at this meeting. Hmm. Um, 
to know, good to know. Let's um, let's have you, uh, Finn. Well, act like you're you're like by yourself. Uh, Johnny, you go closer to the other individual, and I'll try to make the most out of this. And then we'll be in the middle after we get some information throughout uh, through all the other competitive competitors. Sounds good. Oh, sorry. What? Okay. I want you. Hey, uh, Archon, do us a favor and mute, mute yourself when you're not uh, talking because we're getting a loop. It's a little disorienting for us. Go ahead. Um... Go ahead, Max. Uh, okay, John, did you hear what I said? No. No? Alright, go to over there and make friends and learn about what they know about the situation and get their input and then I'll go there and get input on another person and we meet in the middle with the information. Yeah. And we'll also pretend we're not like we don't know each other so we may get you know for the time being we'll like not rail suspicions and stuff and so forth. Get the most yeah. out of it. Yeah. 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 Alright, we head in. I go sit down in one corner. They go sit down in their own individual places. And we uh, wait and see what happens. So you guys walk into the bar pretending not to know each other, take up positions at each end of the bar, get a better view of the entire area? Yep. Eventually, I... Uh... Was that John? I was asking... Hello? <laughs> it's better. Yeah, it's better. I hear you now, I guess. What's up? What's, what's up? So eventually, uh, you guys in your... Uh, different respective table. A waitress comes up and asks you what you'd like to drink. I'll take a brandy. One brandy. Uh, on the rocks. One brandy coming up. And she walks away from your table, makes your way, makes her way over to um, to John and Finn's table. Buenas noches, señores. Que puedo? Uh, what can I get you? One juice. Oh. Excuse me? No, sorry, we don't have orange juice here. <laughs> Excuse me, you uh, an orange juice? Uh, well, it might be a few days old. I'll see if uh, what we have. And uh, for you, John, <laughs> you for sir, and you, sir. Yeah, we still can't hear you, man. You're talking. You need to like up it. So she goes ahead and retreats behind the bar and then eventually uh, makes her way uh, back out. She hands uh, you, um, Max, a pretty stiff drink. It's not uh, it's not fantastic, but it's passable. And uh, Fluffy, she comes back to you with a very watered-down orange liquid. Yeah. That's fair. Right, I, see, I see what happens. I don't know how I sound right now, but I said a beer. Perfect. Now we can hear you a lot better. All right, John, what would you like to drink? A beer. She comes back and she brings you a warm beer. 
Excellent. It's a good thing I don't plan on drinking the whole thing. No, it's just cosmetic. You're undercover, keeping a, keeping a low profile. So you guys pass a few hours like this, and nothing really happens. You see people come in, and now a little fight breaks out, a little brawl, but they sort it out. Nothing too serious happens. And you pass about three or four hours, and it's uneventful. The person that we're looking for is in here? You don't recognize Man, anyone in here. Oh, well, let me ask the uh, bartend, bar, uh, bar me is. You walk up to the bar. She's uh, polishing one glass, and then she looks up. See? I'm looking for uh, this guy. His name... Um... Oh, see, Mr. Larkins. Yes, you can find him over at the Hotel España. He comes in here occasionally. He's been in and out of here. He's, uh, he's a pretty good tipper. A bit of an odd fellow, though. Hotel España? See, yeah. see, si, si, Hotel España is where he's staying. But uh, here, here he... Uh, he comes in for his meals maybe once a day, he has a, he has a bit of drink, and then he lives with his uh, his man. Man? Well, some kind of attendant. I'm not sure who he is, but yes, he has a, a oh. man with him. Okay. Uh, good to know. Good to know Hotel Swan. All right. And uh, I leave a dollar tip and then I pay for my drink. Oh, my. Well, thank you. Mucho gusto, senor. Gracias. Sound beautiful. Oh, she uh, blushes a deep red and goes back to behind the bar. I waved them and said, let's go to the other one. All right, swagging you guys down, you head out with them? Yes. All right, you all three leave the bar and head over to the Hotel Spagna, and you make your way there, and you see... The Hotel Espana is a small establishment boasting 12 rooms split over two floors. It is located in the corner of a busy street of the shops of Lima District. There is no reception desk, although a small white-haired woman in a wooden in a woolen shawl sits at the foyer and greets visitors. As you guys walk into the foyer, she slowly, agently lifts her body out of uh, this old wicker chair. Oh, hello, young, young whippersnapper. Uh, how can I help you? Hello, young, sexy pink. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you lie. I know. Bit of flirt <laughs> you are. Oh, well, I do love, I love my, uh, I do love the age, after all. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. How, how can I help you today, dearie? I uh, take out. I, I mentioned him, her about the guy I'm looking for. He's apparently staying here. Oh yes, Augustus, uh, such a sweet man. He is over in room four oh four two zero. Great, great, great customer. Great tenant. Oh. Lovely. He's is he, is he enjoying your company as well, I would hope? <laughs> oh, no, I don't see much of him. He's a wealthy man, and he's very busy, I understand. He's putting together some kind of expedition, you see. He's heading out and exploring. Oh, my. Oh, Do yes. you know what they're exploring about or looking for? Oh, he showed me these wonderful trinkets. It's beautiful gold. Looked very old. Older than even me. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you definitely. You're in your 20s. No, no, stop it. Oh, you're too sweet. Well, thank you, madam. Mm. 
course, of head. course. Now, if you would like a couple rooms for yourself, we have four available. I see that there are three of you. Would you all like to be next to each other? Let's do that. Uh, Thank you. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Here are your keys to your rooms. And uh, if you need anything else, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm glad to hear it, beautiful. Oh, uh, stop. Now, if you need a room to stay tonight, feel free to bother my room, okay? Don't oh, no, you get on out of here. You flirt. You're incorrigible. Get out, go, get out of here. She's kind of <laughs> lightly pushing you. Let me stop doing this. It's what? honestly scary. What? To make. Eh, it's a great way to make women happy. And especially in real terrifying. life. Especially in real life. Now, young really man, don't you talent. tell him not to hit on me. I quite enjoy it. Don't be such a stick in the muck, you little shit. <laughs> touche, touche. That's what I'm going to People are no fun. I know, right? Sheesh. He's trying to have a good time. Seriously, what do you think? He's not Joe Biden or anything. Holy shit. <laughs> Oof. Alright, we head to the rooms. So you guys make your way up there, and you find three pretty uh, clean rooms. They all have uh, the standard amenities, bed, kitchen, uh, small, small kitchen, microwave, little uh, tiny safe in the closet. You know, standard. Yeah. This is a, but is a chance that we can hear, like, say, if the guy is there or not? It's a room's empty on next door. So, there are four rooms on the second story, and you find that your three rooms are next to each other, and that the final room at the on the second story is, in fact, room 420. Yes. Uh, is that room empty? Is there people in there? Do I hear anything if I put my head to the wall to listen? Go ahead, and is there a listen skill? Uh, let me see. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, listen, spot hidden, uh, stealth, survival, stealth. Yeah, spot hidden check. Alright. There is a listen check, it's three down on the third column from the left. Hey. Uh, I did not do it. Yeah, so you put your ear to the door and you hear a truck go by. (sighs) Alright, let's go, um... I go next door and knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. No response. Do it two more times. Oh, all right. You go ahead and knock, and a strange Nokia response comes through the door. No, um, no response. However, the door does slightly. Um, it opens a little bit. It's obviously Hello? unlocked. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. Yeah, sure. Hello. Hi. So yeah, you guys, um, you see him knocking on the door, uh, the only other one, the last door on the second story. Maybe we'll join him. Gonna check my the room for the, for, that I have the 
Yeah, you look uh, through your room and uh, there's nothing out of place. It's just a pretty standard hotel room. You also do look for like a interconnection between the rooms and they look like they're their own standalone units and there's no way to get between the rooms uh, other than the uh, hallway area at the front. All right, I know he's about, he's I think he's trying to advance things faster than the two days you so we had two days before the meeting, correct? That is correct. So you guys got there, you're pretty much there in the uh the evening, the afternoon of March 16th and your meeting is at 7 p.m. on March 18th at the Bar Coronado. So you have a little bit of time to prepare, maybe do a little investigation, snoop up on some people, ask around. Accelerate the pace as our buddy seems to be doing. <laughs> right, just add some gasoline or dynamite on this fire. So at this point, you guys know that Augustus is probably in this room that uh, that Max is knocking on. You also know that there is a uh, some kind of attendant, uh, like a man, that Augustus seems to have that's been seen uh, around him. You also know that uh, there might be uh, someone who is expecting... Uh, you, there might be other people trying to meet Augustus on the 18th, and you might be able to, to look around and find them and uh, figure out what's going on there as well. And they haven't given us no direct information on what kind of uh, exploring we're going to be doing. The ad in the newspaper was about six, uh, seven sentences, and you got on a boat and traveled all the way down to South America on that. People back in the day were a little different. People back in the day would just hop on a boat to America because they heard a story. Didn't see any photographs, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't go there themselves. They had to get on a three-month boat trip. Well, maybe not in this time. But, yeah, in this time, it's still like a week-long boat trip, and they're just hearing stories by, like, word of mouth. Because, you know, most of these folk are dumb, illiterate, stupid people who couldn't even read. It's a miracle the species got this far, really. How would we all get to iPhones and rockets? I don't know. But we're here now. Make the we most of it. We got here through communism. No, no, we didn't. We did not get here through communism. No, I wasn't worried the, about how we. Uh, I wasn't worried about how we got. There. I was trying to use that, utilize some information to see what kind of path I wanted to go and deal with. Going to see what I can find out about any explorations that are coming up. So you, um, let's see, you're the antiquarian, correct? Correct. So go ahead and give me a general, give me like a, a history check. I pass with a 30. 
Okay, wonderful. So with that, you are familiar, you know, with your professional background, you've actually purchased some antiques from this uh, region. You know that there is a highly reputable university in uh, Lima, in the capital city. God damn it, this is such a big book. I love it, but it's it's really hard to flip through. And the university is the sponsor of the Museo de Agroecología y Antropología. Archaeologia y Antropología. Ooh, that was a rough one for me. And uh, yeah, you've uh, you've been in contact with this particular museum in the past. It was uh, with uh, one of the professors there, actually. Professor Numizio Sanchez, and uh, you know him to be a reputable source for uh, ancient Andes and uh, uh, Mayan and in in Inca. Thank you, Inca societies. You also know he has a vast knowledge of pyramids. You're not sure if it's like an obsession or not, but he knows a lot about Egyptian pyramids and Mayan pyramids and has different theories about how maybe there was an entire global civilization that uh, was probably like a psychedelic civilization and built like giant pyramids on multiple continents and was connected by like uh, some kind of technology that was lost to time. But these are, you know, he keeps these these theories pretty close to the chest because you know he doesn't want to be uh, he doesn't want to be viewed as a, a crazy person. He still wants to be considered a professional. But yeah, you've pressed him for the details on it. Professionalism is a joke. Hey, man! Professionalism is all we have. Exactly. All right. Then once we're settled, I want to go ahead and go to the university. Hopefully, no kind of issues, and inquire with him on anything he may have heard, considering our current goings on. All right, Finn. Are you going to go ahead and uh, accompany the? Um... Yes, I'm going to accompany him. Accompany the good antiquarian here. All right. Very good. So you guys. Um... You know, at this point in the uh, evening, you see the sun going down. If you were going to try and make a home call to the professor, that might be uh, something that's available to you. Otherwise, it might be uh, a more beneficial idea to try and go to the museum during the operating hours during the day. Um, or, uh, yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, you might want to wait until the next day or head over to yeah, his we'll house. Yeah, wait till morning because he's not even aware I'm in the vicinity so don't need no shocks and surprises all right that's simple enough so you guys bed down for the night nothing eventful happens wake up uh get a good breakfast in you with uh with the uh nice old lady who manages the uh, establishment and you make your way over to the museum all right then we'll follow whatever the signs or inquiries that we have to make along the way to get to his office it's a bit of a slow process. It's a kind of a, a large um, 
sprawling uh, university. It's a combination between um, a university and the museum is actually located inside the university grounds. So you're passing young students, a lot of, uh, you know, boys, girls. It's uh, a mixed gender and it's just uh, every kind of young person in the height of their lives learning exploring, discovering who they are as you make your way through the halls and you eventually, after a bit of searching, uh, come to a door with the name um, uh, uh, Dr. Sanchez. Uh, Dr. Numezio. Dr. Numezio Sanchez. Oh, a doctor. Fun. Oh, Dr. Johns. I trust doctors. What do you do to doctors? You trust doctors? You better trust doctors. They're saving the fucking country right now. Exactly. Now, if that doctor tells you you gotta isolate yourself in your home for months on end... That doctor's name might be Dr. Fauci. Yeah, with incomplete information to all of it, too. <laughs> Even though he swears up and down, it's all, all correct. Oops. God damn it. Uh, I really got to work on not becoming political during my non-political podcast. Alright, so you guys are standing in front of this door and um, you you think there might be someone in there? It is uh, kind of a jar. It looks like this uh, might be some kind of time that the professor keeps open for office hours for students. But uh, yep, the door is open, and you are standing in front of it. I am gonna knock as I open the door. Yes, yes, come in. There's a um, so what you see behind the desk is a sixty-year-old man, very tan balding with uh, those horn-rimmed glasses, and he looks up and then smiles as he recognizes you. John! John, is that you? Yes, it is. Nice to see you again. Goodness gracious, you didn't let me know where you were coming? Well, please, come in. Have a seat. Who is this? As he kind of like shuffles over and pulls out a couple chairs for you guys and, and gestures for you guys to sit down. Now, this is Finn. We didn't even know we were coming up till about the time we got on the boat. Oh, what a wonderful surprise. Finn, nice to meet you. And he grabs your hand and uh, gives you a good, firm handshake, looks you in the eye. Nice to meet you too, mate. Fantastic. Oh, what brings you here? I'm, this is so unexpected. I'm happy to see you. You look great. Fantastic. The sea air treated you wonderfully. All right, we're here for some sort of exploration. Maybe you've heard of some recent ones getting ready to go out here probably within the next day or two or three. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, there's always uh, many, uh, many explorations going out into the jungle. We have a rich history, I think, an empire, and even pre-Incan. Uh, yes, but I need a little more information for to understand which expedition you were talking about. That's it. So I'll give him the little bit of information I know being the guy who's arranging it and that whatever else was said that I cannot personally remember right now. Oh. You must be talking about the Larkins expedition and a uh, gray cloud darkens his eyes. 
This yeah, is trying to figure out what we're getting ourselves into. Well, I'm glad you came to me. This is this is uh, no this is no laughing matter. This this gentleman's an unprofessional. He's been uh, asking me for months to come on his expedition. I've been turning him down. Do you know what the expedition is for? Well, I understand that he's trying to harvest the ancient artifacts out of this particular pyramid, but this location is not safe. The locals are dangerous, and I've heard terrible rumors. Uh, and, frankly, the other expeditions that have gone here have met with terrible end. Yeah, I'm guessing a very heavy air lings over where we're headed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The the environment, the air, the the mystique of the the terrible the terrible darkness of this area, most of it, it's just been hearsay and rumors. However, I know that his uh, I know that Mendoza, that man. I know there's something not right about that man. Is that a name I would have heard before? Uh, no, you actually have never heard that name before. Not familiar with that person. Is he How is he associated with the Larkin? I'm not sure how they met, but I know that Mendoza is the gentleman that's always following Larkins around. Larkins, I mean, he looks uh, pretty unhealthy just by just on his own. But Mendoza, something in his eyes tells me that he's killed, man. Oh, a murderer. To say the least, I I fear that that's the least of his crimes. What are some of these dark rumors that are going on about where this exploration is headed? Yeah, he looks down at that and, and looks back up. Yeah, you can't believe everything you hear, but these are particularly old local rumors. I'm sure you've heard of vampires before. Yes, I have. Well, in Lima we have a very similar legend, but here they're called Krishi. The Krishi, they have known to suck all the fluids out of a man leaving him nothing but a dry husk of bones and bagged skin. So dry mosquitoes. Something like that, and I believe that Larkins and Mendoza both are involved with some kind of... some kind of group. I'm not sure if these are actually individuals who are exsanguinating their victims, or, or just some kind of crazed lunatic group or cult who are taking these poor people and sacrificing them and who knows what's happening but it's just so consistent that you have to there's hundreds of years of stories of individuals turning up without any blood or moisture and it looks like all the fat has been removed from their very flesh well this will be a fun expedition one more time. Well, this will be a fun expedition. Well, I, I'm glad you came to me, like I said, because, I mean, I wouldn't want you to walk into this blind and 
And one more thing you should know is that while these rumors are old, they're not they're not nothing to shrug off. There have been rumors that the members of the cult number more than a dozen, probably more than a uh, more than 20 people judging by their victims. Nice to know to be, we'll definitely be more prepared and more cautious to be the second cult in less than what, a month. Is that about right, Finn? Yeah. Goodness gracious, you certainly travel in strange circles. Yeah, it's more like the stranger seems to find us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Welcome back, Max. Thank you. Sorry about that. Oh, good. These guys just got the lore dump from Professor Sanchez. They're over at the Museo de Archeologio, and uh, they have been uh, getting red flags about uh, about your potential employer, uh, Augustus Larkins, and his attendant, Me- um, Mendoza. Mm. Mm-hmm. He has a nice vampire-style cult. It's exciting. So as he kind of finishes uh, telling you guys about the number and the strength of the the potential cult that you might be dealing with, he is kind of boiling uh, boiling some water and busying himself and eventually walks over with three freshly brewed coffees and sets down a cup in front of you and then uh, sits back in his chair with a grunt. Ugh. Squeak, squeak. Well, before before I let you leave... Let me go ahead and set you up with some information about some of the uh, previous expeditions into that area. I might have some more information, some some kind of reports, or we'll see what we can dig up for you. All right, thank you very, very much. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> All right, Jeff. As you guys kind of sit there... Um, you know, the coffee's steaming and you're all sitting for a moment of silence. Um, you hear down below the floor a bit of a knocking sound, like bumping? Maybe something fell. Go look in that general direction. So, uh, the Professor Sanchez, all, uh, you guys all stand up and you look to where the noise was and strange, there shouldn't be anyone down there. That's, uh, my, that's my study. You all start making your way down the spiral staircase that leads into the basement from his office and you find... Have my gun ready? All right. You got, you surreptitiously take out, uh, your gun and kind of cock it and get it ready. And as you guys reach the bottom of the stairs from around the corner is a beautiful woman, and she looks up and <gasps> she drops her books. Oh, goodness gracious. Professor Sanchez, I asked you not to startle me like that. Say that again. You can, uh, We missed you. Oh, who is this woman? Oh, well... This is my uh, this is my graduate assistant. Uh, this is my teaching assistant, uh, Rizzo. Rizzo, uh, this is uh, this is my good friend John and Finn, and uh, of course uh, you, sir, Max. Yes, uh, we. Uh, 
Oh, goodness, we heard something fall, and we weren't sure what it was. Oh, yeah, yes, Professor Sanchez. I I, uh, I was uh, rearranging some of the books, and I accidentally dropped one. I'm not sure. I thought I saw a rat or something like that, but uh, there's nothing to worry about. Oh. All right. Please, 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 please no, yes, be more, more careful. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, Max, what was your... Um, so you said there... Let's go upstairs where uh, pioneers cannot hear. Of course, of course. You all make your way back up the stairs, clomp, 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 clomp. So has she been in your... How long has she been here? Oh, well, she's been here about six months. She's got another... Uh, Another two years of her residency, and then she'll be ready to start her dissertation on her own PhD. I'd uh, wager. Does she all? Is she always here when you're not? You don't know. Well, she has a, a variety of responsibilities. I entrust to her. Yes, uh, I, I trust her completely. Okay, I just want to make sure we have dealt with the cults or cults in general. And it was never, it's never pleasant for me, to say. Goodness gracious, I, no, I mean, I, I hate to see it, but sometimes, you know, these death cults crop up when everyone loses hope and the economy collapses. We're just recovering here in the Lima proper, but I dare say that the surrounding countryside's having a bit of a rougher time, you understand? So it's understandable. <clears throat> yeah, it's the um, rule. Can you tell me about the local uh, tribe nearby the... Well, yes, of course. I'm an expert in such matters. Now, probably to the ruins that you're concerned of, uh, Larkins is trying to trick you all into exploit your labor into. And who knows what he's trying to do out there. He is trying to investigate a very little-known archaeology site. So it's been rumored that there are pyramids, but lost to time this one has been. Like the, uh, the Mayan pyramids and so forth? Now these are... Uh, this is not in Mexico. Common mistake. Now, down here in Lima, these are the Incan people. Now, these, oh, these individuals were thought to have fantastically advanced technology when it came to constructing these immense, uh, immense bridges. They would tie them in great festivals every year and redo entire thoroughfares. And th some of these bridges were thought to be miles long. Amazing. Quite. It's a pity that we lost this, uh, the, the culture when it died out who knows why it uh actually uh, same time period as uh this the this kirishi pyramid yes but um as, uh, now that's that's actually where you want to know um if you're reaching puno the city of puno you'll know you're getting close to the uh the location of this pyramid in which augustus would like to explore uh there was other uh, explorers. Do you know anything about them? Well, uh, I know that Larkins has been hiring some foreign talent out of the country to come in and for this particular expedition. I wonder, maybe his domestic supply of volunteers has already run dry. <sighs> well, that's good to know, I guess. In a sense. 
Um, good thing to know. But um, is there anything we should, uh, if we meet any of the tribes people, is there anything we should know? Maybe to make friends, so we don't look like an enemy or so forth. You should be alright. Most of the people in that area are friendly, and as long as you make a point out to convey that you are not a, ki a Kirishi, one of these vampire creatures in which they fear, you should be uh, welcomed. Most people here are actually quite accommodating and kind. However, I understand when these rumors get stoked up, the fear spreads like a pandemic. Yes, and then they'll start running all over each other. Yeah, hopefully uh, it doesn't come to that. Same. Um, have you... Do you know anything... A way to kill these Kichi? Like in the rumors or, uh, stories? And probably, uh, stake through the heart? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. uh, I would assume there would be something different since it's a different culture. But okay. <laughs> no, I don't personally put much stock in these ancient superstitions, but... It doesn't hurt to give you the knowledge so you're more able to arm yourself against the prejudices of the locals. Very true. And a superstition is always coming from something more real and like a silly killer who just drank blood or something like that. And it's, like, it's always good to know how the locals' uh, superstitions used to deal with the idea or their... Uh, how to fight off their fear, in a sense. To defend themselves, in a sense. So it's always good to reassure them that you're there to help. And, you know, I ha I brought this uh, thing that would help with this thing, you know, in your culture. So it's a gift, in a sense. That is true. Every joke has a kernel of truth, and that is, that is wise. <clears throat> All right, then. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think that's it. Yes, wonderful to meet you all, and John, it's always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing business with you next time, and wonderful, and I uh, wish you best of luck, good tr good travels, and be careful, for God's sake. And as you all stand up, you hear another, a louder knock coming from downstairs. My goodness, you get a lot of people. <laughs> swear. Rizzo, Rizzo, are you okay? Dear say, this girl is so clumsy sometimes. Should we go check up on her before they make sure she doesn't fall over her herself? <laughs> There's no response. Uh, Let's head down there and check. Hello, Risa? Are you okay? Still no response. Uh, Alright, I'm taking my gun out. I was like, I don't kid around with like this. Let's go downstairs. And we're heading down. Alright, you guys all make your way down the staircase. Dr. Uh, Dr. Sanchez, uh, leading in front, he looks back at you kind of to assure you all that everything's fine. I'm not sure what's going on. This must be some joke. And then you reach, yeah, you all reach the bottom of the stairs, and it doesn't it doesn't look like there's anything down here. It's hard to see everything though. There's a lot of bookshelves. You're gonna have to search around and look. Lisa, are you here? You hear a little bit of scratching around. coming from uh, one side of the room. I'm going to slowly turn to the corner and let's walk towards the side. I'm going to signal John and... <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Flynn. 
back up. Let's do what we did in the other house, I guess. Be careful. I do not want to see what see anything like we saw last time. Yes, <clears throat> Professor, stay behind us. I prefer you safe. And we head we head over and check. What's up? All right, everybody, give me a spot hidden check. <clears throat> you guys all hear some faint sucking sounds coming from somewhere indistinguishable. I barely passed. 34 out of 35. Ooh. I passed. 46 out of... Uh, uh, spot hidden test is 40. So I didn't pass. So John and Finn, you both hear this sucking sound and look over to the far left-hand corner of the room and you see two figures, and it looks like one is pinning the other to the ground, and the individual on the ground is trying to struggle and push the, the gentleman pinning uh, her to the ground off. Hmm. I'm taking my Let's baseball take... bat. Dude, yeah. Finn has his baseball bat out. Yeah, do, man. I totally support it. Do it. Strike. The dude on, on top, or holding them down. All right, go ahead and give me a c -c 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 combat roll. Eighteen. Uh, hold on, this is gonna be uh, you. You didn't see these guys, so yeah, you're not able to attack. Me. So this is just gonna be um, Finn John. and John. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I rolled a thirty seven. Thirty seven. Oh, this poor this poor kitty she motherfucker. He rolled a seventy two. And John, uh what are you doing? Johnny I am gonna draw my pistol and Otherwise, wait, since he, since uh, Finn's already rushed in with the baseball bat. Got it. Got to be careful. Don't want to shoot your uh, shoot your pal there. All right, so Finn rushes in with the baseball bat, and you see this horrific figure with its mouth, its whole head clamped onto the chest of Rizzo, and she is exsanguinated. She looks like a, a dried mummy, almost like all the fat has been sucked out of her body, and her skin is just wrinkly and papery, gray. She looks up at you as you swing for this Karishi's head. Go ahead and roll a uh, d4 pyramid. <clears throat> Three. Three plus two for the baseball bat with nails in it. This will be five damage as he reels back. And looks all at you with the wild eyes. Now because it's really dark in this basement, uh, you all are having trouble at seeing him. It's like he's, uh, almost like he's made a shadow. It's weird. He is going to need to look at his stat block. But uh, go ahead and read out your dexterities for me so I can figure out who's going first here. 65. No, you didn't. You have like the highest one. Who has the highest dex? 
Eighty. Oh, I got eighty. Wow. I got eighty decks. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, mine the seventy. So we got uh, eighty, seventy, and sixty-five. So with that, all right, you guys see him. Uh, yeah, you're gonna see Finn smash this. Uh, whatever this thing is that's clamped onto this woman's chest, and he's going to knock her. He's going to knock this guy right off her chest, and he's going to be dislodged. And you hear Riso let out a cry of relief. <gasps> I turn on the lantern and can find out what we're You turn at. on the lantern. Yeah, man. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, because you're kind of like standing back, you go over, you turn the lights up, and you all see, you all get a clear look at this guy's face. And you see, you're not sure where this guy's from. He doesn't quite look like he was born here, like an Andes local. He mm -hmm. maybe looks, he looks almost like a white man, but he's very short. He's, uh, you notice, like, particularly, he's about six inches shorter than, you know, an average height man this, these days. And you also see that his mouth, what where a normal human's mouth would be, is just a open, circular hole in his head, with rows and rows of teeth, almost like a shark, but go entirely down the throat like a slug. Eesh. I did not need to see that. He all looks at you with dark, wild eyes and hisses, <laughs> and makes for the get stairs, down. and he's trying to run and flee. No, no, you don't. You don't get to harass a woman. Aiming and shooting. Oh boy, alright. Well, everybody, we're gonna go down the dexterity order. That means, Max, take your shot. Alright. You going down, motherfucker. You going down. I got 34. 23? You hit him. Go ahead and roll the D. Uh, you shoot him with a shotgun? Yeah. That's a D6. D6 it is. <sighs> All right. That'd be four damage. You clip them. Uh, that's tw that's eleven. Okay. So then we go to, I believe John was the next. Uh, John, what are you doing? I'm shooting him with an aim shot. Aim shot. Goodness. All right. Go ahead and give yourself a bonus die and roll it up. Twenties. All right, that's gonna hit him. Go ahead and roll a D four. Four. Yeah, that's more than enough damage. So yeah, you're gonna. You see Max hit him, and he blows out a good chunk of his uh side, and then also, with pretty good accuracy, Johnny, wheels around. And blows, you know, a good chunk of the neck out. And he makes it about halfway up the stairs before falling into a pile and then rolling into a ball down the stairs to the bottom of the stairs where he lands in a pile of flesh. I rush after him. Make sure he doesn't, like, disappear all of a sudden. No, he's right at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, I'd say about 15 feet away from you all. And you guys are just watching him. It's black ichor leak out of what should be blood. Professor, look after your attendant. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, see, of course. And he goes over and he, you know, looks at Rizzo and 
bends down. She's breathing. She's she's alive. We need to get a hospital here. Uh, we need to get ambulance here as soon as possible. Yes, yes, of course. John, go and get the ambulance. I'm gonna keep an eye on my, keep an eye on this thing. Make sure there's no more of them coming around to. As you turn back and you look at this body, you see something wriggle. Like in the first, it's kind of in the chest. The chest is moving a little bit. You're afraid that he might be getting back up. Do I then, shoot him again? What that? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you, yeah you go ahead and plug him. Uh, the body moves a little bit with the shot. And then the neck distends and becomes about two sizes too big. And up through the neck, something's pushing its way out of its stomach through its neck up towards the mouth. And it's it's about there. I step on it. You step on the neck? Uh, oh, it, there's nothing coming out of his mouth? I thought something was going to come out of his mouth. It's trying to come out of his mouth. It's trying to get up through his stomach, through his throat, out of his mouth. Something. Right, I'm going to cock. Put some more shotgun shells in my gun. Uh-huh. Put the gun, the bolt, the the uh, the gun towards his mouth as close as possible. So if something comes out, it's gonna get blown to smithereens. So as you put the uh, mouth of your shotgun up to his mouth, his mouth opens, and a maggot the size of a chihuahua opens it mouth its mouth from within his mouth. And screams a high-pitched wail at you. Yeah! I don't think her. Fuck you, weird-ass thing. Nope. Nope. This is no. I guess, I guess we're going home. Guys. <laughs> what is with you and your monsters? Joking. I'm joking, Game Master. This isn't my monster. This is from. Uh, this is not. I wish I could write something like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, is the thing dead this time? You shot it. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, you blow it away. All right. Cool. I'm gonna get my knife, my machete, and I'm gonna just dissect this motherfucking thing and make sure there's no more. And I have my gun ready just in case there's more in his fucking stomach. As you pull out your were knife. There, oh, go ahead. Were there still clothes on this guy? Yes. Uh, you, you, He is clothed, and it's very poor, almost rags that he's clothed in. You see if possibly there's some kind of identification on him from who he used to be before all this? If there's anything left in any of his pockets or anything? No. You're going to check him? Go for it. I'll, I'll just wait. I thought you were going to get help, though. Did you get help? <coughs> No, you were trying to send me for help, but I still wanted to do that before we even saw this creature coming up. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> All right, so you guys, um, go ahead and give me a spot hidden check, Johnny. 44 and 4. Whoa, 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 hold on. Johnny's rolling this one. Johnny's searching uh, his pockets. I pass. 38. So you look through his pockets and there's nothing except for a gold gold coin. You pull out the gold coin and you from your experience as an antiquarian antiqui- no, I'm struggling too hard there. Uh, your previous background uh, buying antiques, you notice that this is a gold doubloon from the 15th century. I don't think I actually. 
That's like, that's good money right there. <clears throat> I'm gonna hold on to this for now, and then I'll go in and get help since that was the only thing we found. Uh, you uh, recognize this as a Spanish doubloon. That's not good. That's good, but not good at the same time. <laughs> in the middle, yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. I'll more later, but we'll go get the help right now. All right, you guys shuffle out. You run back well, up the I stairs. I'm, huh? I'm opening up the stomach, making sure there's no more, honestly. All right, you take out the Bowie knife and eviscerate the son of a bitch. And as you do, it kind of, it's black ichor. Mm-hmm. It's evaporating into into flies. And eventually, I mean, as you're standing there over 10, 15 seconds, there's no body. There's just a cloud of flies leaving the room in a mass exodus. Are they all going one direction or are they... Right out. They're all just uh, going everywhere, all all which different ways. They don't seem to be particularly odd flies. It's just like a lot of them, and they're really gross. <sighs> cultism, fucking cultism. Why did Why did I sign up to this? Because you like money. Fair enough. Well, there could be some gold in it, man. You guys. There was gold in it, technically. And now the balloon, at the balloon, is worth a lot of money nowadays, or even that, those days. Right, even oh back God. in the day, those that then too. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys uh, run back up the stairs. It. Yeah, <laughs> but I will inspect it later when we got peaceful time to do so. <laughs> I'm gonna check. I was gonna check the body of the woman as uh, and see, uh, check her out. Make right. Sure. So you guys are shuffling up the stairs. You're going and running outside of the front of the university and trying to seek some kind of medical attention. And you're looking at her wounds and it looks like somehow this creature had latched onto her chest with its horrible vice-like teeth and punctured some kind of hole in her chest and was sucking out all her fluids. Does it look like anything was put in her by chance? Like, like, like forced deep into her body? That's you're not... Much. You don't have a good angle on it. You're really just trying to shuffle her out and keep her hel- uh, keep her alive, keep her from bleeding out. I mean, it's a pretty serious wound, and it looks like this was more of a extraction than an implantation. All right. Yeah, um, Doctor, do you have issue. anything you can use to, uh, um, to um, disinfect a wound? Doctor? The professor, sorry, professor. The main professor. Sanchez. Dr. Dr. Sanchez. This is who you're talking to. Not that kind of a doctor. You don't have liquor on you? We could put on her wound? Uh, not, not, not here. Not, not her now. I, I got... And you you're all are just like in this uh, chaotic mess as you're trying to shuffle her towards the front of the university for a medical evacuation. Eventually, a team from the university arrives to provide first aid and they you know bandage the wound and they they sanitize and bandage the wound there and you pretty much hand off the uh, crisis situation and you find yourselves all standing on the uh, the university steps with uh, professor sanchez what was this this does not look like this was a kadishi it has to be from all this legend we've been hearing since we came in I never would have believed it myself if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes but I guess you're right the karishi are real 
Now, without jokes, is there actual any weapons we can use against these? Other than, well, I guess our shotguns are working, but it does seem like a big-ass slug that comes out of the stomach after they die. And I have a feeling that's their main body. At that, you see his cheeks puff up like he's suppressing throwing up, and he takes out a handkerchief and flicks it and then starts to dab the perspiration on his head. I, I, I can't tell you, honestly, I... This is all new to me. I, I, I just, I really can't even believe there, there are legends, but yeah, there, there are no weaknesses. I, I beat sunlight, wooden stakes. I, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Is there a group, like a group that you know of that helped fight off these things, by chance, like a tribe that just? This you know, is just a. I guess you could compare it to a nursery rhyme. Told the children to scare them before going to bed. No, no, I'm well, sorry. Other people know it's just legends. It's uh, um, uh, who's it? Uh, I'm trying to say this in the meta. Uh, there's elder, the elder something. They're called elder. Elder gods. Yeah, elder gods. Um, elder gods? No, it's a group. Yeah, maybe they're elder gods. They're the ones that are anti Cthulhu group. That uh, fights I see. Monsters. So. I'm wondering, if, if we can get in contact, like, if there's a group near us or, like, you know. I don't think we know those people, though. Yeah, I'm, but you do, I'm getting, because you're the one with the cult, right? So that was his previous con- character, Pendrick. This oh. uh, this new character is an antiquarian, but you know, we'll uh. see. We'll see. I mean, I have a feeling that a lot of the characters will blend into each other, so... Well, yeah. well, we'll pick it up, but... I try not to do that. So what you're trying to uh, ask the professor is for occult uh, knowledge. And while yeah. he has uh, he has knowledge of the uh, different civilization and ancient civilizations, he does not have specific occult knowledge on the mythos, specifically the Kishin in this area. Or the Kirishi, right. sorry, I'm not saying that right. All right, well, it was worth a try. All right, then, we're going to head out. Good luck and god damn it. Be careful. Yeah, you as well. Oh, a lot to take in, we know. Just a little bit to take in. So where are you guys headed? Oh, by the way, shouldn't we do a uh, sanity check here? Because this this seems like a uh, sanity oh, check. Oh yeah. Uh, go ahead and flip a coin. Heads, you take a point. Tails, you do not. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, I don't have a heads. Here. Which one? Which again? Tails, you take one, or tails, you do not. Heads, you take one. I got it. Then I do not take one. Oh. Tail. All right, so you do not take one. Uh, just one point. So yeah, just a you know, it's just a vampire. No big deal. Well, the flies. Well, I guess I'm the one that saw the flies. I'm slugged in the. Holy shit. Uh, you know what? I don't want to ruin my. Yeah, it's, yeah, one point. That sounds fair. Where's my sanity at? Sanity. Do we automatically have 99 in the sanity? Yeah, you guys are all maxed out. Oh, wait, hold on. Because um, there's yeah, no circle that's telling us where our sanity starts. I'll look that up later. Just go ahead and put down you've taken one point. Alright, I'll take it. One. One! John, you got a question? 
trying to think right now, but uh, is there any place without actually asking my friend there, because he's already seen too much, figure out where we can go that has a cult, local occult knowledge that's not either our employer or associated with the, the university here, so we're not causing this stir. To learn a cult, we have to find somebody who's in the university, I would think. I would think that... I would look like you're in the natives, as you were asking about, would probably know better than the university. Oh, okay. Because they've been around the guidance longer than the oh, university. So then we just got to go to the natives, then. We already know they're friendly people. For that, go ahead and give me a, a cult role. Yeah. See if you can pick up on any of uh, the occult signs around here. See if you can figure out someone to ask. I failed that yeah, You've heard rumors of some underground communities. However, you know, you look around, you ask a few barkeeps, but no one gives you uh, their directions. No one's pointing you in the right direction. Hmm. And you with that, as you guys wander around the city in confusion and vague, uh, vague direction, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Because, you know, that's really emblematic of my life right now. Where am I going? I don't know. Just where I've been. But yeah, yeah. Find so your break. All right. So is the orgy uh, a, red a red herring? Uh, what? Or orgy? What orgy? The train. <laughs> That's all he can think about. You know, ever since you told him that, that's all he can think about. Oh, boy. I made a mistake. I'm just asking if it's a red herring. Because, like, cults do orgies. They do. There is they an do. orgy in this book, actually. There is? Okay. Actually, so there's two go... orgies. But I don't think there's an orgy in this particular part of the adventure. Oh, in this one? So, yeah. this adventure is, like... I think this adventure is over, like, 500 pages at least. Uh, really? Oh yeah, this is a big one. But um, the yeah, the orgies aren't until later. Later. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hold on for some orgy action. All right, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, the only reason I was saying that because like the cult is related to orgies sometimes usually, and then you said there was an orgy in like train so forth, and maybe one of the people who are participating are probably one of the members. Are trying to reawaken the, the the vampires in a sense. You do realize that based off of everything we've heard, it's more than likely we're doing this exploration slash being victims for the cult. Yeah, that's why we go. We've done this before. We're we're good. Cults can't touch us. Can't touch us. All right, five minute break. Uh, back at uh, seven fifty. We are all powerful. Apparently, I'm, uh, I'm guessing you're the. I didn't say anything about a baseball bat, but I saw a mace. And I figured you're much a mace and a baseball bat. It's pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. But apparently, he can stun with it. I don't understand the one part, and I, I think I need your input on it. Oh, it, it says it's a, it has a dex times dex x5. And then it has stun 2d10 minutes. A minute. minute. I, don't know. I don't know what that means. 
That's interesting. So if a stun is 2d10 minutes, he's going to roll 2d10. So say he rolls a 2 and a 3. So that's 5. So that'd be 5 minutes. 5 minutes in this game is uh, a little more flexible than Dungeons and Dragons. In Dungeons and Dragons, one uh, 6 second span is supposed to be a turn. So you're kind of supposed to be in that mind frame of like, okay, I'll have 10 rounds will be one minute. So in this particular example of five minutes, that would be 50 rounds of combat. So I don't think a one-to-one -one translation would make sense in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I'm for round input. Yeah, I'll, I'll think yeah, of it. They're and good. On those charts that we're well, just saying, it looks like a large club would actually probably be more befit the bat. If you were on the very first thing, on the weapons table, the very first link you sent, uh -huh. go down the large club. That's probably more oh, appropriate large for the club. That is right. Oh, did look at a cricket bat. Yes, that's right. You're right. I'm totally wrong. I'm sorry. Did not see that. Okay, so base chance and Starting skill. Yeah, I guess it's a twenty-five. Whatever. Yeah. One uh, D eight plus DP. And it's on touch. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This makes a lot more sense. I am sorry. I messed up on that one. It's okay. I'm getting distracted by shotgun stats or uh, chainsaw stats too. Oh my god, that looks so cool though, Chainsaw. Do the Bruce Campbell. And it's present. Holy shit. Um, I didn't even yes. know you could have a Chainsaw in this. Well, oh, in the 1920s, it might be hard to find one. Oh fuck, they got AK-47s? What the fuck? How? So there's yeah. a variant of this game called Pulp Cthulhu where you can run it in present day and it's more of a oh. Dungeon Dragons. Yeah, it's kind of like a more hack and slashy Call of Cthulhu. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. So then, oh, I see a rare. Oh, okay. I get it now. So there's a present 1890, 1890s all rare. Okay, I get these now. So let me get a gun that's present in what this well what setting are we in what, what 1921 1921 all right so a 20 gauge shotgun i guess would be the accurate oh yeah actually at this time period the 20 gauge was more favorite than 12 the 12 gauge came into more prominence during like the you know probably like after the turn of the century like later you know probably after the wars but yeah, at this point when the West was won and they were actually like mountain men and we were really like defining our country as a, a country of self-made billionaires or uh, self-made millionaires, beaver trappers. Oh America's, first, America's first millionaire was a beaver trapper. Really? Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't understand that America was really built on the extraction of the resources and stealing the land. Well, I guess everybody knows that, but. We know that part. I mean, the beaver trappers, that's, like actual beavers or is that just a reference to something else so there were two crazy fads going on in europe at the same time there was this bird fad where everyone wanted these feathers for really colorful hats but there were um what put that fad uh that fashion fad out of business was these fur hats these beaver hats because beavers are the warmest pelt that you can buy 
So everybody wanted like these super expensive beaver hats that were very, very warm and functional. So uh, yeah, and overnight, nobody wanted these like fancy feathers because this is just ridiculous bit of fashion that you have. And I want, you know, something cool like a beaver. So yeah, everybody wanted beavers all of a sudden. And uh, that feather trade fell out of, fell off. But anyway, we're, we're telling tales out of school. Yeah, let's bring it back into the game here. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. That was uh, very interesting. Actually, that's all Now, so you guys, um, you're wandering around the city, tits and tats, and you pretty much spend the rest of the 17th. And as the uh, kind of night fades, you find yourself uh, kind of preparing for your uh, your final night before the big day tomorrow. And uh, in the evening, you'll have your meeting at the Bar Coronado. Is there anything else you guys would like to do uh, with the remainder of the March 17th, the day before? Before? Oh, man. Um, we already rushed up and everything. I guess we just head out, honestly. Unless there's any, uh, any events happening, any festivals happening right now. The streets are busy, but nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, you see occasional party, uh, uh, brightly colorful women, but it looks like there's some kind of uh, musical group. We're gonna head in. I head to the head to uh, the village, I guess. So you guys are gonna head. Um, so you guys are in the capital city, Lima, and you want to. Um, you got um, a one night to kill, and then an entire day. So any kind of uh, provisions that you'd want to stock up on before leaving for the expedition, any kind of uh, tools, any kind of ammunition to reload up on. I mean, you guys are pretty fine, I'd say. You guys stocked up pretty thoroughly in New York, but any kind of last provisions, now's the time. Any kind of special weapons? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go into the underworld uh check around see if i can get uh not explosive but some uh like uh you know like molotov and stuff like that the burn stuff like now, more and... now i want to get a mace you want a mace yes. a. you can stun people you can be we can put you in a, a medieval mace and get you some medieval armor and say you're a time traveler i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> Here to save the future. Finn, the time... Time Lord. But he's not actual Time Lord. He got out of the same asylum. Right, he thinks he's the master of time, but really he's just crazy. In a medieval suit of armor with a mace. Yep, yep. Which, honestly, if if you go with the craziness, makes sense, because a lot of people in here are crazy. True. All right, um, well, we can try, but I'm not sure if there's a mason around on these parts. Um, all right, so let's let's go to the criminal on the ground, and you can ask the people there, but you might have to pay some money for that. All right, so we're going to go to the local uh, critical gangs or uh, underground movements, maybe. Uh, so you guys uh, uh, make your way into the bazaar, and you're looking around for a more criminal... Uh, underbelly and you eventually make your way into an alley that has a very thick layer of smoke uh, 
odd red lighting as you kind of make the full turn from dusk into to full night as you wander through the streets here. It's a very, very red light district kind of feel. You know, anything could happen. Uh, there are women propositioning you for a good time. Mm. Um. Hey, sweetheart, do you know where I can find some information on, you know, some product I can go buy? Oh, si, por supuesto. Que, que necesita, hombre? Take out a dollar. Do you know English? Oh, si, big boy. What do you need? Oh, I need, uh, I need some information. I need some equipment, some gunpowder power um and you know maybe someone as you're in... talking she kind of grabs you by the hand and leads her into her kind of like a uh, little dancing area and and gestures to you to have a seat and starts giving you a lap dance well i thank you she's such a sweet woman she kind of meets okay. your eyes okay i can help you find your ammunition and your provisions what else do you need anything difficult I do. I need. I need somebody in the cult, someone who knows their way around it. You're one of those sickos. No more. I'm one of the people who kill those sickos. She raises an eyebrow at this. Oh, are you now some kind of hero? I don't feel like one, but I don't want them around. She gives you a stern glance and then uh, turns, leaves the room. A few minutes go by, and then she re-enters with two other females, and they uh, they look you over, and uh, they ask her, "Is this the one?" "Yes, he's the one. He needs to know." And then uh, both the women come over, and you see that they have odd tattoos. It's like a bunch of uh, of different jungle scenes with different animals. You see a jaguar on one of the women's uh, arms. You see a snake coiling around the arm, eating a bird on the other women. Very intricate, detailed tattoos with surprising amounts of color. Greens and light blues. You're not sure how they... The ink... You've never seen a tattoo with so much brilliant colors before. Almost neon. Phosphorescent. Yeah. Alright. Excellent. I... Um, uh, I am knowledgeable about the occult here. What do you need to know? Recently, I came across something like a vampire. Kirishi. Yes. They haunt the hills one. up towards Puno. You did. You have done I good work. A bunch of flies. Yes. Yes, they are quite evil. They are brought into this world by Padre de los Gusanos. Is there a way to kill them easily without... Wasting a lot of ammo. Padre de los Canos, his power does not know any bounds. He persists through time. He persists through space. You will not be able to fight him or his minions through normal means. Mm. Do you know of any unnormal means or anything that we could be of use to us? Other than a smart wisdom. Avoiding such creatures, there is no special weapon. This is not your werewolf with silver bullets, American. That's a, too bad, because I gotta go into this place. I want to be well informed. And This is the information I give you. Keep your Do head you on a swivel. Do you have any I can protect me, by chance? 
There is no magic weapon, however, I will tell you, the Kirishi are slow. They cannot move fast, and they require melee range. Uh, <laughs> melee range. They require to be within reaching distance to harm you. That's very good information. Thank you. I take out ten bucks. I give to both. She nods and puts it in her bra. I wish that the spirits watch over you. Go. Go now and be, be watchful and watch your footsteps. I will. Thank you, madam. Foot. Oh, <sighs> accents are terrible. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. All good. I was kind of hoping, like, maybe uh, if we could get a trinket of, like, something magic or something. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hey, did you all see right. Castlevania, man? Some vampires do not have magical trinkets. True that, man. True that. True that. All right, let's get out. Let's head out, guys. Let's, uh, so, oh, I, I, I informed them what I found out. Uh, they need to be in close range to really hurt you. So, Finn, or uh, sorry, what's his character's name? John and Finn. Is it still Finn? Okay. All right. Well then, let's head. In, let's head over. Oh, unless you guys want to do something. That's all I, I could think of. Did he get the uh, hand mace? Right, you wanted a mace. Fluffy wants uh, a mace, huh? Alright, so you guys are in the red light district, and as you're about to leave, you uh, you have something to ask this mysterious occult woman? Go for it, man. You're the one that wants this. Do you have any maces here? Do you want a mace? Yes. Do you want something ornate, perhaps with carved iron faces to smite your enemies with? Sure. Well, that's too bad, because all I have is this stone mace. And she hands you a rock that has been tied to a stick. <laughs> I'm laughing in the background. This is crazy. <laughs> You also uh, see behind her is uh, like a rack of weapons, and there do seem to be like some very ornate swords and some jewel-encrusted daggers, and you also see a two-headed mace of gold, and the mace comes down, and it's a very like almost like a black jewel-encrusted handle, and uh, two faces that uh, face out in separate directions are, are carved of pure gold, and they're pretty small. But you can tell that this is more than enough weight to smash a skull with some skulls. Yeah, but how much is it? How much is it? Oh my god, they have a Zompok toe. Your soul is coming to life in the form of the Zompok toe. Your Zompok toe looks like this, a golden mace. Oh my god, please. This... Just, just continue. I'm joking. I'm joking. You geeks, you wonderful geeks. So you see this over her shoulder as she hands you a stick on a rock. I don't think I can afford that. Uh, rock on a stick. Rock on a stick. Rock on a stick. <laughs> Is he gonna do the same? Maybe. What do you want, dude? If you want it, you're gonna have to like point it out. 
Dead? Yeah, just point it out because I don't know how to English. You, you don't know how to English? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to point it out because, yeah. Alright, that's good. She follows the uh, your finger to, and she realizes you're pointing at the golden mace. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, that is not for sale. That is a ceremonial weapon used in our religious artifacts and our ceremonies. Okay, I'm gonna head out. Alright, you all walk back out into the alley and uh, the red light washes over you all. Anything else you'd like to do tonight? Uh, out of meta, is this an actual weapon, the Call of Cthulhu? Like, is that a special weapon, or is that something you just made up in your head? Uh, I was, I was baiting, uh, Fluffy there. Thought so. <laughs> uh, Alright, it's, um, do you guys want to head over? We can be, at least be a day early. I say be a day early. I don't want to, like, I'd rather be early than late or right on time. Uh, it's still nighttime the night before, so we still got the di- the next day. But once we get back to our rooms, I want to study that coin more. All right. So I'll have time to actually look at it, not just a quick glance over. All right, let's head out. Let's go back to the hotel. Did we anyway? Did we ever talk to the to the guy that hired us, or to, we were supposed to meet? So you guys are going to meet tomorrow. him tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Okay. All right. So well, you guys then, uh, have uh, done all this in killing time in preparation for the meeting. So you all head back to the hotel, and uh, Johnny takes a closer look at the uh, doubloon. Johnny, go ahead and give me a uh, spot hidden or a history check. I'll accept either one. <laughs> Maybe an archaeology check as well. Bless you. Oh, thank you. So you guys are, uh, you're all uh, passing out for the evening. You're going to wake up tomorrow. Go ahead. 13. 13. 13. Sorry about that. I'm so hard to see, read in the dark right now. <laughs> no, I had the same problem. I turned some lights on in the break. So, uh, with a 13, wow. Exceptionally high roll. You notice with, uh, you know, I'd say you back home have about seven or eight three-ring notebooks just filled with these kind of coins, and you're very familiar with the 15 and 1600 gold doubloons, specifically the Spanish doubloons, and you know that these coins were commissioned under probably uh, between the 1550s and the 1600s by one of the... Uh, uh, King Franz, uh, the King uh, Ferdinand there. So that's yeah, what. You... Sorry, go for it. Yeah, that's what you pick up from this coin. You are able to verify that this is. Uh, you're able to narrow down the date, and you're also able to figure out that this is specifically minted by the uh, Spanish government, most likely the monarchy of the time. Uh, while he's doing that, can I uh, listen in on to our next door neighbors and see if there's anyone there? Go ahead and give me a listen roll. Uh, 
14. You hear a steady breathing coming from the room next door. It's thin walls. Alright. Alright, Johnny. Alright, um. I'm gonna grab uh, a drink. I'm gonna grab one of my uh, brandies and two glasses and knock knock, knock the door next door. Knock on the door next door. You go ahead and knock on the door next door with two brandies, no response. And uh, again, the door kind of swings open a little bit. It's open, it's unlocked, but uh, it looks like um, instead of closing behind him, he may have pushed the door a little too hard and it bounced out of the jam. Bounced out? Yeah, you know when you slam a door and sometimes it'll actually bounce off the door jam? Oh, and it'll just open up on itself? Yeah, you probably messed up closing the door and it just opened up just a hair so it didn't quite lock. Oh. Uh, let's see if I can peek. Johnny, um you back at uh back at your review of the coin, you also see a little bit of blood on it, and that it's uh old blood. It's a brown it's uh it's a bit dated, and you also see that um yeah, this gold coin it's not it's not the peño it's not the standard currency of lima it's not um it's not something that would be widely accepted it's a very old thing it's uh it has value but it's not something that's being used as currency per se so more than likely it's probably some form of bait considering everything else we've been seeing since we've shown up no, not so much bait. Uh, clearly, it wasn't left for you, or it, it's not um, meant to be a no. sign, as you can see. No, I meant that what we're being paid with is supposedly from here being these coins, but it's not from here. Ah, um, you actually are not sure how your compensation is going to be uh yeah, this was on received. the monster. Read, yeah, uh, this was on the vampire. You found this coin in yes, the uh, in the pocket. I know this, but considering what we've already been seeing and hearing, I'm putting two and two together. Whether I'm correct or not, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> okay, this is your assumptions. This is a personal assumptions. All right, cool, cool. All right, so zooming back over here to Max. Max, you open the door, and you find a man lying on his bed. Is he alive? <laughs> As you open the door more fully, you allow some of the lights from the street to flood in, and it's not, uh, you know, there are some uh, large candles in some of the lanterns on the street, and there is a you know, pretty good-sized moon, so you, are allow, you do allow some light to filter into the room, and what you see is the rising and falling of this man's chest, and you look down and you see a white man. Wait, like like the vampire white man? That white of a man? Ethnically white. And um, you do not... You look for some kind of similarities between him, this person you see on the bed, and the vampire. And you can tell immediately that this person in front of you is a modern man. He's dressed quite nicely, uh, even though the room that he is in is a filthy squalor. And... Uh, he seems like some kind of well-to-do uh, well American. He looks like a blonde-haired, uh, yeah, gentleman. And uh, go ahead and uh, give me a spot hidden check. Now that you are in the room. Uh. 
Well, at the door, at the threshold of the door. 51, and I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. Ooh. Come on, baby. Give me something funny. Uh, 41. 41. Is that a success? That is a one spot hidden. So listen, spot hidden. Forty. So I guess it's a failure. So you see a bottle on the nightstand, but you can't quite read what the label is at this at this distance. You also look around the rest of the room, and just this wave of smells, these rank odors. It's clear that he's. Not letting anyone in here to clean the room. He's been here a while, and you're not sure why it smells bad, but it is rank. It's got that uh, it's got that meth meth vibe. Meth vibe. Oh, all right. That's, that's, that's trash all over the floor. Clothes strewn all over the furniture in the bed. Uh, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna go take back my drinks. Put them. Put them back in my room. Close the door, uh, and then I'm gonna. Can I do a sneak? He, he's probably asleep, I'm guessing. Can I do like a sneak stealth? Yes, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Oh, sweet. Holy moly, that's amazing. One. Like Naruto himself, you ninja through that room and you're practically walking on the ceiling. <laughs> that's that's nice. I've been getting really bad rolls this week. Hell Just man. Nonstop bad rolls. Yeah, dude. Rolling one. Oh man, make me hard. Alright, uh, I'm gonna look I'm gonna look through his thing. Since I'm like stout like motherfucker. Yeah, you go ahead and look through his things. You see that the place is just a pigsty. It's just completely unorganized. This person hasn't put a single ounce of effort into trying to maintain like clean clothes. There's food, half-eaten food everywhere. And then you get to the nightstand and you see the bottle that you noticed earlier. Yep. And it reads in Spanish, heroina. Um, is there a, what about the, his, uh, artifacts that he was, like, showing off? Is, are they anywhere in there? What? Uh, you look around the room, and, uh, you put down the bottle of heroin, and you see, yes, uh, give me a second. <laughs> you are gonna find something, I need to look it up. Mom, I'm, I'm playing a game. Can I call you back? Oh, okay. okay. Good night, Mom. I love you, too. You, too. Bye-bye. After a while of searching, you look under the bed and you notice something glint off the light. You reach under there and you pull out a gold chalice with many like hieroglyph- hieroglyphic inscriptions on the chalice. 
after a bit of more uh, rummaging around, um, and you look over occasionally at this uh, at this gentleman, at this white man, and he hasn't moved. You just notice that his respiration is steady. He's alive, but he has gone to the world. And uh, you uh, look through his dresser, and in his sock drawer, you find some kind of golden pennant. It looks like uh, some kind of jagged, it's not sharp, but it was clearly broken off of a larger piece. And it depicts two figures uh, on, the, uh, on the face of the pendant, and it uh, is almost solid gold. Uh, do you, does, is there any documents, like, proof of why he's coming here? You fill it around and you find some papers, but there's nothing uh, concrete. There's some bills all overdue. There are a few uh, newspapers with some articles circled uh, when it, it comes to, like, Explorers Wanted and uh, f- probably uh, other advertisements that he's put in local papers and uh, looking for more volunteers. Hmm. I'm gonna take the the jeweler, the jeweler, uh, pendant, and the chalice and head out. And Whoa! <laughs> okay, you go ahead and take the chalice and the pendant, and uh, you close the door behind you. Yep. And then we're gonna wait tomorrow. Then now show this to the to the professor or the guy who's uh it's like, hey, have a look at this figure out if anything about it don't show anybody it's a good plan i like it so you uh you can pass out for the night yep all right you make your way back the evening passes uneventfully you all wake up in the morning refreshed and uh yeah it's a brand new day you have about uh i'd say you guys get up about sunset sunrise about six seven and you have um, the entire day, about 12 hours to kill, before your meeting with <laughs> the gentleman you just ro- robbed in the room adjacent. He's a crack addict. It's his life. Hey, man. A heroin anyways, and crack are two I, different can, drugs. Can, can, anyways, can he uh, check uh, check up check uh, his uh, history on it? John, did you check up on this? I'm going to take one of his books and see if I can see. I'm going to do a history check. Yeah, I can check up on it, but sorry, I'm having a little bit of trouble. You're good, oh. man. Okay, so um, John, Johnny, I'm going to need an occult role. Also, I'd accept an archaeology or history check for examining uh, either the chalice or the uh, pendant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, history roll first. Let's see what we get. Good luck. Thirty-eight. That's a pass. And you are examining the pendant, correct? Chalice pendant. Which one do you want to examine first? I forget. Uh, we're gonna go with pendant. I actually said the chalice, I think, but it doesn't oh, matter. Chalice, either one. All right, chalice it is. So you look over the chalice, and you see that this is about the same time period. This is going to be uh, from your doubloon. This is going to be about 1550s, 1600s, 
or uh, late 15, uh, 1500s, early 1600s, probably from, uh, again, Spain is what this looks like. You're not sure... You're not sure of the origin of the gold in particular, but you notice that some of the inscriptions and the hieroglyphs, they um, they look like representative of the uh, Inca culture at the time and might have been offered as tribute to the Spanish. All right, then. Uh, can you check the, also the, uh, the pendant? All right, now checking the pendant, and what are you using? Uh, what skill are you using to look over the pendant? We'll use the uh, occult for that one. Interesting. I'm at the push because I hit Ooh. On a record. 38, which is a pass. 38 on your occult roll for the pendant. So you look over the pendant and you put your hand to it. You're trying to sense what this was used for, what its purpose was. And as you ask the question, it's like gears clicking into place, like some kind of clockwork, and it ticks into realization. This was part of a larger structure for some kind of containment spell. You're not sure how that knowledge is uh is given to you but this the lines the the trapment the repeating patterns it looks like it was meant to confuse and contain some kind of force oh and yeah, as you kind of feel that and that realization goes through your brain the pendant vibrates ever so slightly So it looks like we got to find where to video since you did tell me that's where you got that, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't tell you where I got it. I just told you to take a look at it. All right. We need to put this back wherever it came from, because whatever came wherever it came from is actually probably locking in whatever just created. So all right. Okay. So I got this from the our client, and I'm guessing. What he did is find this, took it out in a hurry, I don't know, and trying to get more of it. And he's using us as guinea pigs in a sense to get more. Let's meet up with him and let's just keep this hidden away for the time being. <laughs> and if anything, the chalice is payment for our hard work. And we're gonna head to we're gonna go to the woman, the bartender at the other place, and have a nice drink and some eggs. Right on, right on. So you guys make your way to the bar Coronado, have yourself a lovely little breakfast, have some eggs, a bit of coffee, and uh, the uh, the nice waitress that you've met before. Um, she comes over and she's serving you and. Because you tipped her well and uh, flirted with her, she kind of winks back at you and says, uh, you know, Buenos dias, senor. Hello, madam. How's your morning going? Well, it's quite lovely, thank you. And yours? It's going out wonderfully. That's lovely to hear. And do you have plans for today? What do you, what do you uh, understand that you're looking for uh, work? Yes. Um, we're waiting for... Uh, 
the gentleman we were talking about earlier. Yes, yes, Larkins, I, you told me. Well, you watch him, you be careful. I, I, he's been a okay customer. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, that's too bad. You deserve the finest customers. Well, look, it's like I, I am personally, like for me, who I am, I do not like junkies in my life. I have had bad experiences with how they treated me, and I do not let those people in, into my life anymore. They are abusive, and I do not appreciate how they act. Zach, you are a very, very intelligent woman. Thank you, yes. How are you? No, well... I got expected. What? Got to respect it. Damn yeah. straight. I mean, some people don't change. So you expect them, do you expect them to behave how they behave? Very true, very true. So uh, for me, I respect myself and I only allow people to treat me as I would have uh, them, as I would treat others. Uh, so, you would treat me like a god, just like I would treat you? <laughs> I would hope so, because uh, I am a goddess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put a five dollar bill on the ground, on the table. And I was like, I'll take a brandy, but as well. Of course, sir. Coming right up. And she uh, flitters away back to work, and uh, eventually comes back with the uh, bottle. As you guys kill time, and uh, yeah, you guys got. Um, I'd say at this point you're looking about mid morning, and you have uh, a, f a few more hours to kill before uh, the bar starts heating up for the evening, and you're meeting at seven. Well, we got nothing better to do unless you have got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. All right, Enjoy so you time. guys pretty much kick back the whole day just watching the comings and goings of the bar, all the different people that uh, come in for their morning and uh, start drinking at lunch. Rumors, if, there's, if there's any rumors going around that it's to be useful for us, also be listening in. During the, the lunch rush, you guys do hear about the uh, incident at the university where Rizzo was attacked. It's kind of under hushed whispers, but there is uh, a rumor going about the city that the vampires had struck the university. And you hear, you know, some of the people that are tying one on at noon and just getting, you know, they're having martinis, not a beer at lunch. Yeah. They're talking loudly and they're saying, you know, things like, and can you believe it? Sucked her dry. Oh my goodness. I wonder if she's okay. And, uh, yeah, and his uh, friend comes back and says, Yeah, I wish she would suck me dry, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, eventually the, the, you guys see the shadows grow longer and the, eventually the hour comes. It's about 6.30 and you notice that uh, through the door walks a man in a white tuxedo and... Uh, you, uh, Max, notice that this is, in fact, uh, the man who was in the room next to you the previous night. This is, uh, this is Augustus Larkins, and he walks in and has a seat, tells the bartender, uh, talks with the, uh, the female bartender who points over at you guys and walks up to your table for, uh, for a seat. Howdy. And he, tr and he uh, reaches to introduce himself. Uh, howdy y'all, uh, my name's Augustus Larkins, and I'm here to, uh, uh, put together an expedition out into the, uh, jungles of this parts. Uh, interesting, interesting. We've been hearing a lot of things about these jungles around these parts. Well, you, 
Can't believe everything you hear. The locals are a bit superstitious, you understand. Very true, especially the, the one of the people at the... Uh, never mind. I'm sure you haven't heard. I'm sure you heard of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Talking about the, you know, the attack at the university now. Look, I hear about that myself, and uh, if you ask me, it's just hysterics. But I swear, <laughs> anybody, they want a better rumor in this town more than they actually want a good fact. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So, tell us about, tell us uh, what is required of us to do at this. Well, of course, all you looking, all three looking to join the expedition, I was expecting more. Uh, Juanita, is there any other, any other people here looking to join the expedition or just these three? And she looks back at him and uh, responds, uh, yes, uh, also uh, this fellow here. Um, the, this, uh, this, uh, Jose Hughes. And, uh, at that, she points to a, uh, a black man over at the bar who stands up and makes his way over to the table and, uh, introduces himself. Howdy, y'all. My name's, uh, James Hughes. Uh, uh, well, my, my name's James Hughes, and I'm here to join the expedition as well. At that, uh, Augustus uh, Larkins uh, nods and asks everyone, uh, well, well, wonderful, I hope you all have a seat, please, and we'll get down to the brass tacks of the, advent of the expedition here. Now, I came across uh, a few artifacts previously uh, made of complete and solid gold, and... After a few weeks of trekking into the jungle by Pona, I was able to discover a pyramid half submerged into the dirt and jungle, buried. Now it was here that I was able to find the, uh, more gold artifacts, and I proposition that we make our way back to this pyramid for further treasures. Can we have a look at these um, artifacts? He grimaces at that. Well, uh, I would, I would present them immediately, however, and I know how this sounds, but I was visited last night by burglars, and they had taken the artifacts I was able to recover from these sites, but rest assured, I tell you the truth, and there are more artifacts to be recovered. Uh, I would like a little proof, uh, make sure you're telling the truth. You're not trying to set us on a wild goose chase. Do you have... Is there anybody that would... Um... Well, look, I still have these small coins, these doubloons I was able to find before... Uh, before, but they were too small. They must have been looked over. I, I had them on my persons last night. That's probably why the thief didn't find them, but... Yeah, and with that, he puts these uh, doubloons on the table. Let me pick one up. Okay. Does it remind me of the other diploma that we found off the vampire? Um, so I believe Johnny was the one who has it and took a close look at it. And um, while you probably did see the gold coin when John mentioned it uh, earlier, 
I don't think that you would have been able to, uh, I don't think you would have been able to, at a glance, uh, be able to tell if it was the same coin in this moment. Oh, Johnny Bevo. John, do you see this? Yeah, I'm working out on yeah. All right, go right. ahead. Uh, John, I'll say with your familiarity and your previous examination, you do realize that these are the same coins. Same mint. Same mint. Uh, uh, I flip it up and then I catch it. It was like, so this is what we're going for? All right. That and more, my friend. Uh, I'll keep this as a down payment just in case you're telling the truth. Well, hold on now. That's not how the uh, finder's fee will work. I do believe that it is fair that for the expedition, everything recovered after will be divided equally in equal parts. However, since I risked my life to recover in this particular artifact, I will be the individual maintaining ownership. Hmm. All right, that's fair. That makes sense. I just want to make sure you're not putting us in the jungle and then you're going to disappear halfway through and we're... My good man, I am invested in this expedition. I have backers back in New York. Uh, I am on the hook with many, many liens, and uh, my reputation itself is at stake as a Larkins. Now, you may have heard of my family. We are famous for building railroads throughout Africa. And while my father had built a massive family fortune in this manner, I thought that recovering prestigious artifacts from the Dark Continent would be my way to claim fame myself and get out of the shadow of my father. That is a very honorable thing to do. Thank you for respecting my journey. I respect yours. I hand him back his gold coin. Alright, uh, when are we heading out? And with that, uh, the black man who introduced himself as uh, Jose, uh, he chimes in, Oh, yeah, so when do you think we ought to head on out of here and make our way up into them hills? Hey, are you from? I, have I ever seen, met you before? Well, uh, nice to meet you, Ho. Uh, uh, Jose Hughes is my name, and I am... Uh, from America as well. I do not believe we have met, though. Are you well known? In... No, no. I, I, uh, now, now I appreciate that. I do get that a lot, but I am uh, just a common, um, common man trying to make his wage a lucrative opportunity, what seems. All right. Sounds fair, sounds fair. Uh, can I also, uh, the person, I'm going to talk to the guy who employed us. Oh, yeah, uh, so. I heard there was another, one of your entourage. Well, uh, to be honest, I was hoping that more entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial people would show up. This is a, this is an expedition, and the more hands we have on board, perhaps the most successful we will become, but... As it is, I believe this will be enough to successfully complete the expedition. Alright. So, and then uh, walk over to the, the woman. Thank you for your your service. Uh, here's another five, just because you're beautiful. 
And uh, oh, Senor, thank you. If you uh, know of anybody that can help with excavating a place or a group of maybe Walden, uh, um, okay, I'm, how am I trying to say this? Um, uh, give me a second. Sorry, sorry. <sighs> if there's anybody that's a uh, any group out there that be like good bodyguards in a sense, like uh-huh. extra hands. She looks back at the table and looks Larkin up and down and then looks back at you. Yes, I think I understand what you mean. So I would not send any of my friends or co-workers into the jungle with you or him. Well, of course with you, but not him. See, the problem is really with him. So Yeah, no, I, that's why I, I, I wanted like, a little backup. Oh, yes, I understand why you would want some backup, but uh, you must understand my perspective or my uh, my position is that Anyone I send with you will be in jeopardy to protect you from him. Is he, does he have that bad of a representation? Well, I told you previously why I do not trust these particular gentlemen who have substance problems, but that is my own uh, prejudices. I... Uh, usually the ones with the substance problems are like laying on the ground, dupefied. The ones that I worry about, the ones that are selling this stuff. Sure, sure, the distributors are dangerous in themselves. However, I mean, it is uh, it is a sad thing when they are in the street as well. Yes, I know what you mean. However, um, I tell you what, I will ask around. I will see, I will inquire who would be willing to go on such a journey. And however, I uh, do not uh, keep your hopes up. That's fair. Uh, I just would like somebody like as a, a welcoming party in a sense. Not going into the jungle, but making sure we get out of the jungle. Sense. Oh, yes, I'll pass the word along. And she uh, uh, I, starts squeaking her glass. I take a, a, a 20. She raises both it. eyebrows and she's like, okay, I will ask everyone. Thank you. And I always have that beautiful smile. I walk back to the group and like, let's head out. Yeah, all right, uh, I expect uh, there, everyone. Um, damn it, damn it. All right, well, if it is uh, agreeable to everyone here, I believe we shall uh, gear up and head out uh, towards the a.m. of tomorrow, say 9 o'clock. We'll meet back here at the Bar Coronado and then make our way uh, to the edge outskirts of town. All right, sounds good. All right, then with that, I will bid you all a good night, and I'll see you in the morning. Good luck, gentlemen, and have a good evening. And with that, he gets up and he leaves. And as all you stand, um, uh, Jose uh, remains seated. And uh, he kind of addresses the group after uh, Larkins uh, kind of starts uh, walking away. And he's like, well, well, hold on now. How about I invite y'all to have a drink with me? I'm buying. Rounds on me. Hmm. Sure, why not? Uh, um, I'll wait for the bartender, the par- bar woman to come by. Uh, she makes her ways around the room and eventually makes it to your table. Uh, yes, how can I help you? Uh, I, uh, I let him explain what's happening. Like he's gonna buy drinks, and I whisper in her ear as like, make sure I give her a five. So make sure mine's is uh, a version. 
Uh, uh, of course, sir. She winks at you. Um, and with that, he uh, turns to her. He's like, oh, yeah, give us a round of what they were drinking previously. And, uh, I appreciate it, honey. And uh, with that, he slides off uh, a dime to her as tip. <laughs> now, I'm glad you all could take a moment here and sit down and have a chat. I do have some concerns I'd like to share with you about our potential employer, Augustus Larkinsale. What do you want to share? There's the attic. That's very obvious. Well, uh, what tipped you off? Was it the cold sweats or the dull look in his eyes? Motherfucker had shock eyes. I'll say, but... No, you, sir, you, uh, you introduced yourself as John, correct? Yes. I saw, maybe I imagined it, was that an eyebrow raised when you were examining the potential artifact in that doubloon? Yeah, what about it? Well, that's what I'd like to know from you. What what was so interesting about that there doubloon? Uh, it's just been turning. Those have been turning up a lot recently. Well, strange places for them to turn up, I'd say. Uh, what about you? What have you heard? Well. I'll tell you one thing, is that I'm not entirely sure that Mr. Larkins there is entirely honest. He, if I believe correctly, will be trying to lead us into some danger. Oh, yeah, I saw that a mile away. <laughs> I believe that's the general feeling here. Yeah, but I want to make it clear that this is not the average or expected danger of an expedition while malaria and exotic animals are a stand of fear in this, in this type of expedition. I do not believe. I do not believe that is the chief danger. Okay, then what's the chief danger? Well, uh, I think it'd be best if I reveal my true identity to y'all. Very well. What's, who are you? My real name is Jackson Elias, and now that's why you may have recognized me uh, previously. You may have heard of my my work before. I wrote The Black Power. Oh. And, uh, let's see, Ar um, yeah, uh, Johnny, you would know uh, this uh, in history just because of your uh, field as an antiquitarian and... Uh, and with your interest in the occult, that this uh, this gentleman wrote the Black Power, which is an extensive work on the voodoo and black magics of the African continent. It's written by uh, a well-regarded author, Jackson Elias, who's acquired uh, a bit of a like a semi-celebrity status. Kind of imagine like J.K. Rawlings and Harry Potter, but uh, uh, all death cult magic. Oof. So he's a he's a mage and he's a he's a he's a wizard in this world, pretty much. He's a wizard, but more from like a historian perspective. Think Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. 
Well, no, I say, that is my my true intentions here is to come and research some of the. Well, I understand. It's a local legend. If if we're being honest with each other, we had a nice uh, encounter with one recently. Yeah, sure. I'll bet you you did. Uh, A 20-foot bat came out of the sky and swooped down upon you, I'm sure. Took off the babies and the children, yes. Interesting. It was 12 feet. Well, it was more like six foot. It was a round mouth, spiky teeth. Now, that's a wonderful story, but as a man of science, I am constrained to the physical realm. Oh, my God. And I placed it on the table. Now, now. And I want him to understand I'm being serious here. I understand you're being serious, but uh, you have to understand that my perspective is most of the evils in this world are from men, and the cults that they form are the true evil, and that's what I'm here to research, sir, and I am serious in my own work as well. Very well, then. What, do you, what have you heard about the vampires that you have so... Well, or the ones that we just talked about in a sense. I believe that these vampires are merely avatars of the cult. The Kirishi cult that have been operating in these parts for hundreds of years. Now this kind of belief system is very dangerous because it passes down and can be, it could wreak havoc on a community. Yeah, sacrifice and so forth, yes. Yes, and that's what I believe is going on here. Now, they may call themselves Kirishi or vampires. I'm sure they've got four or six different names. They usually do. Mm-hmm. Now, friend, I want to make it clear. I respect you. And, mm-hmm. and I've maintained my reputation and my success by keeping a level head on myself. You can't just wander out into the aboriginal bush without having some kind of some kind of steadfast to you. Believe half of what you hear and uh half and you know none of what you see or whatever that saying is. Yes, and this is not our first rodeo here either. A very nice cult in our jurisdiction. Had a nice ending. Probably is gonna end the same way with this one. You uh, y'all have experienced cults yourself? Yes. Anyone? <laughs> I laugh like crazy, like happily. Oh my, my goodness! It's always good to see meet some other professionals in the field. How, how, where, where did you meet the encounter? How many of them were there? Who was there? A I have so many questions. Who was there? A uh, cult figure. Uh, that actually was a Galaki. Galaki? Yeah, he's like the fungus zombie uh, elder god. What? Oh, Galaki. Uh, with the with the white robes and everything. I thought there was, we ended the. There was a reverend. I can't remember the name. Oh, I thought it was the we were. Okay. The Reverend with the Rose that uh, lost his job. Um, let's see. That was uh, the Bloody Tongue. Bloody Tongue? Yeah, that's actually uh, my fa- one of my faves. Okay, so we we dealt with the Bloody Tongue cult? 
Uh, a small ball branch. Alright, small branch. Wait, what? Like a teeny tiny, like a sub sub branch. Oh, that is oh, not good. When is it ever good? Well, I was hoping we'd kill it off them, honestly. Nah, not that lucky. Well, we always hope to be that lucky. <sighs> alright, alright, let's continue. Sorry, and I tell them the name of the company. That's fascinating. I had no idea that they were operating that far north, and then New York City, no less. My goodness. And I had always suspected that it had spread out of uh, Kenya, but I had no idea that it reached across all the way to New York. Have you uh, witnessed some before? Well, yes, of course. I first encountered the bloody tongue back all the way in uh, 1914 when I was researching my first book, The Black Power. Now, you ought to understand this particular part of Africa is very dangerous. And he goes on into more detail, and he's really just rattling on about the details of um, certain occult figures and the uh, the sacrifices and how they would like harm and torture the sacrificial victims before offering them up. And he's he's really going into gratuitous detail. Alright. <laughs> um, we finish our drinks, I'm guessing. Um, so is there anything you want us to know other than what you have already told us? We are definitely going to go in and you, it's, it's really like we just want to make sure we can trust you. Look, you can all trust me, but I wanted to tell you before we got too deep with Larkins here is that I believe he is involved with this Karishi cult. Are you saying he's part of the group? I'm not sure how he's tied, but I do believe yes. Uh, do you have proof of this? Uh, well, no. Okay, well, I'm glad we were just going to go on trust. That's, that's fine with me. Well, uh, I, I trust you. Do you? Sure, you look lot. You look. You lot look like a good folk. Uh, this Finn here person. I mean, I'm not too sure about him, but yeah, y'all. You look fine. Good to hear. All right. Well, we gotta get ready. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be straight up. Have a shotgun. Get a shotgun. Get bullets. Well, well, uh, thank you. And he takes a shotgun as he looks over at uh, Finn. Uh, yes? No, no, no. Not one of our shotguns. Go buy a shotgun. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. You're right, of course. I'll I'll make sure I'm prepared for whatever eventualities will come over there for us now. Now, you, you sir, yeah, what? You wanted to say something? He looks over at you, Finn. Never mind. Well, all right, then, never mind to you, son. Y'all have a good night, and I'll meet you tomorrow morning. And remember to watch y'all's backs. With that, he, uh, not, he uh, scooches the chair back with the, you know, the wood-on-wood screech and makes his way out of the bar. And you all find yourselves uh, in the uh, in the bar Coronado after 
a bit of an odd uh, couple of drinks, but you've managed to figure out that you're going to meet up for the expedition tomorrow, that you all are going to be making your way into the jungle together as a party of five, including uh, Jackson, Elias, Augustus, Larkins, and yourselves. And we never figured out what happened to Mendoza. Um, so, so you guys didn't ask him about uh, Mendoza, and uh, he was not accompanied by anyone today. He was alone. Or is he? Or is he? Alright, um, I'm going to do a spot hidden check if there's anybody watching us. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Yeah, uh, that's a 36, and I have a 40, so yes. You look around the bar, and you notice at the window there is someone looking in, and you catch eyes, and as soon as you uh, meet each other's eyes, they turn away and start walking uh, towards the back of the establishment. Mm, uh, is this the same figure I saw last time at the, up in New York? Or whatever. No, different figure. He does not have a raised collar. Is he in the car or is he just walking? Uh, so this person was looking in through the window. It looked like they were trying to be uh, inconspicuous. However, when they locked eyes with you, they moved. They started walking around the corner. Hmm. Out of the window frame. All right. Um, I'm going to go see if I can catch up with him. Uh, I'm gonna reach over to those guys and the other guy. It's like, hey, you want to come and find out what uh, and find out what this person's. You know what? Come along with us. You might see something fun for your book. We're making an art book. Who are you talking to? The black uh, guy. already left. Oh, you left already? Jackson's gone. Oh well. All right then. Never mind. Let's get out of here, guys. I saw something. I want to have a look at it. Look at it. Oof, I can't speak today. English, right? Yeah, man. It is just not working. It is just not working right now. Yeah, don't um, worry. I'm going to go chase. We're going to chase after him. After it. Dex check. Everybody who wants to chase. Cool. I got 80, if I remember correctly. Oh, my. Yeah. So you slam your hip into the table. What's that? 22. 35. Oh, okay, oh, yes. so Johnny and Finn, uh, you you pretty much, uh, Max runs up to the table, hey man, there's someone outside, we gotta find him. And uh, Johnny and Finn bolt up, make it outside the door, and are already around the corner, while Max slams his hip into a table and is, like, limping. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I think you want my actual dex. That's my, my actual dex is 80. Oh, okay. Well, that's really high. Rolled. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you uh, have super high uh, decks. Yeah, that's why I was, I was confused for a second. Uh, but I got a 46, so it's... Different. Okay, so all three of you yeah. succeed. So you all get up, dash around the corner, and as you come around the corner, you all see a, another figure, and he is uh, a bit shadowy. He is in a full sprint running down the alley. However, um... You know, while he's making the motions of a full sprint, it doesn't seem that fast. He's got, like, short little legs, and he turns around, and he sees that you all are in pursuit. 
How far away is he? He can't be that far if we're running at full speed. Uh, at this point, I'd say about 40, 50 feet away. All right. Uh, we're going to run at full speed towards him. I want this guy. Oh, boy. It's chase time. All right. Should we roll now? <laughs> yeah, everybody go ahead and roll a dex check. All right. 19. 15. Woo, dude. Me, right, I'll man. be the slow one, but I'm, I still passed with a 48, so. We got a 15 and a 19? Hell yeah. Right, so I rolled a 49, which is not a success. So you all will gain on him, and he sees that you guys have covered about 10, 20 feet on him as you close the gap between the two of you. He's going to try and dive into a corner. Is he in uh, view distance? So he is uh, hes running at full sprint and dives around a corner, and you guys are going to need to make a spot hidden check. Alright. Come on, baby. So we you can all do come this around guy. this corner, and you're looking for him, and you don't immediately see him in the crowd as he tries to disappear into the crowd. 16 for a spot hidden. Wow. Seven. Wow. Wow. All right. So he Better rolled a... He rolled a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have two successes and a failure. So he rolled a 43, which means that you guys spot him as he's trying to assassin creed, like slow walk into the crowd away. You see that he's kind of like going against the flow of of the crowd, and you're able to come right up, uh, right up behind him. How big is he again? Shorter than you. There are three of you, and he is. It's it's strange. He's got this uh, white man complexion, although he's clearly not from America because he's very short. And he's got this brown hair, uh, brown eyes, and uh, yeah, he's still trying to make his way like away from you. He hasn't noticed that you're right on top of him. Uh, is there uh, any alleys nearby? Pull him towards. Sure. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab him. I'm gonna grab both his arms, and pick him up and move him towards and grapple him and pick him towards the alleyway. Okay. Uh, Johnny and uh, Finn, you guys see Max make a grab for this guy and as soon as he lays hands on him, this guy turns around and then puts his hands on Max. And Max's face curls into pain twists his face just lines of streaks of pain shoot through his face this guy has grabbed a hold onto you and is crushing your arms you son of a bitch I should have just shot you in the head I was trying to be nice and he is pulling you in to his face and as you look into his face his mouth drops wide open and row after row of jagged teeth glisten. I'm going to try to tackle him before he can actually lock on. All right, I'm go ahead and give me a dex check. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing, Finn? 
I'm gonna kick him. Phil, go and give me an attack roll. <laughs> All right, we're just in a melee in the middle of the a success. All right, okay, so you tackle him to the ground, and I'll say you're able to kind of wedge your arms in between this creature and uh, and your uh, friend Max here, and you're just able to keep them apart barely. In fact, it's still pulling them closer. It's still drawing him in. This thing's strength is freakish. Head this motherfucker in the face. 20. What are you attacking him? You're kicking him? That's a melee attack? Give me a, a pyramid. D4, please. For damage. Four. You rolled a 4? Jesus. Okay. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, Max, what are you doing? Uh, I was going to headbutt his face, honestly. Go ahead and give me a, a headbutt attack. Before and my attack, my um, combat. It would be combat, huh? Oh, yeah, it's pass. Oof. Uh, what'd you roll? I rolled a thirty-four, and mine's a forty. Right. So he rolled a twelve. Nice. Yeah, this is actually like my best roll of the night. I've been rolling in like the 40s and 60s all goddamn night. Yeah, I noticed. Finally, uh, now that I have you in my hands, I roll high. Yes, yes. Apparently. Okay, Jeez. so uh, you go to headbutt him, and with that momentum forward, you put your chest directly into his mouth. And he latches onto your chest, and you can feel some kind of proboscis where his tongue should be slamming into your rib cage. He is making a hole inside of your chest. And with that, as you feel a puncture and another puncture and another, a pressure of vacuum is created. And it is so strong, you can already feel your fluids evacuating your body into his. Uh, Finn, shotgun his face. Okay. It is, uh, actually, it's Johnny's turn. Oh, Johnny. Johnny has a slightly higher dexterity. Johnny, Johnny. Grab my knife and try to slit this thing's throat. Go ahead and give me a attack roll. Sixty-nine. Nice. I rolled a hundred. Oh, cool. I know, right? And we got a one tonight and a hundred tonight. Uh, so let's see. Are you gonna, GM, are you going to push your 100? <laughs> I don't even know how you would do that at this point. So you're going to get him with a knife. Uh, it's, it's, it's no longer a vacuum because there's a hole in his throat now. Sure. <laughs> right, he's having a little trouble creating suction. Uh, 
Hand-to-hand -hand weaponry. Thanks. Go ahead and roll 1d8. Five. Well. And what is your uh, dexterity? Seventy. Wow. So with a a very deft motion, almost like you're some kind of ninja right out of the Naruto Shippuden series, you take your knife and you you try and stab this thing in the throat, but its flesh gives way and you end up completely cutting the head off. However, the head is still attached to Max's chest. Horrible sight. And with that, uh, a fountain of blood just erupts out of the body, and a uh, a small, a cholo-sized maggot starts wriggling out of the neck stump. Kill it! Kill it now! Can I? Can I believe I it's Finstern. It is Finstern. Stomp on the maggot. Stomp on the maggot roll. Yeah, you just completely crush this thing and this like blue icker like splats out in about two or three feet on each direction out to the sides. Man, I'm gonna need new shoes. Uh, we'll have the money, don't worry. Can I am I let go from this thing now? It's still latched onto your chest. It's really stuck. But my hands, my hands free. Yes, your hands are free. Uh, I'm going to grab my knife and where the jawline is, I'm going to stab it with the jawline and release release the muscles. It takes you a second to carve and you're kind of having to like uh, really anatomize this thing and take its, uh, it's not human muscles, it's very strange and you're put off by the whole thing, but eventually after about uh, 45 seconds of just really sawing at this thing, you're able to and it falls away. And I'm gonna take out one of the teeth and see if this will turn into. Interesting. Like... So you harvest one of the teeth before you notice that the rest of the body, like before, is writhing and evaporating into flies. Yep. Yeah. First, it, it becomes like the body like disintegrates into these white little fleshy, wiggly rice pieces, and as you look closer, they are in fact maggots, which mature and fly away as flies right before your eyes do i still have the tooth you look down in your hand and it looks solid and then becomes squishy and turns into a maggot and then becomes a fly and flies off such an interesting interesting thing oh man the people that are nearby must be terrified They've all screamed and ran away in, in horror. This is the second one we killed, damn it. Okay, so... You need to... I really... I, I, was, hope, not hope, I was hoping it wasn't... They're not afraid of sunlight, are they? 
As you're wondering if the vampires or the karishi or whatever they're called are afraid of sunlight or wooden stakes or perhaps running water or priests, you think, man, this is going to be a weird adventure. And then uh, the Star Wars music starts playing and uh, fade to black. And that's where we're going to pick it up next week. Sounds good. Lucky because my dad's phone just died. Nice timing. Nice. All right, that was fun, guys. Oh, good day. That was intense. You guys did really fucking good. Stomp on those maggots. Stop streaming, we are no longer live. You know, down here at Clearview AI, we believe in building the world's most robust facial recognition database. So we maintain a database of billions and billions of photos that we've scrubbed from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to compile personal information and biometrics about every individual on the planet. With this information, we plan on equipping the T-1000 and T-1100s with the ultimate in biometric information for tracking and killing of all humans. They'll know how fast you can run. They'll know how much energy they need to charge to get out their targets in X's and O's. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the robot apocalypse is upon us and Clearview AI is the first step to ensuring the robots know your face before they blow your head off. Clearview AI, we got your face and we didn't ask for it.